sweet, perfect. Oh yeah, new hair. So, uh, <laughs> during my time off, I bought a katana, as you can see here. Uh, it also fucked me up, sent me to the hospital. Whole story on that, that I probably told during some podcast or another. But I have made mention before that I've chopped down trees with uh, my swords. And people are like, no, no way you did that. So I'm trying to find a good tree in line of sight. Probably this one. Don't mind the background noise, that's just the canal. Um, and I figured, you know what? To really show you that I actually mean I sit here taking my time to cut down a tree, I'm gonna cut down a tree. Now clear with the katana, you can cut down a stick. Cool, stick! Trees are a little bit thicker. A lot thicker. So hopefully this, you uh, you can see this. I'm gonna go for this one right here, probably somewhere around here. I'm not great with precision, so there's that. But uh, we're gonna try, and we're gonna see how long this takes. a tree that has been felled by a sword bought off of, uh, off of Amazon I bored out of my mind, man. Yeah, Thinking, yeah. I haven't done. I haven't been anywhere. I haven't talked to anybody. Now it's snowing. Yeah, getting a big heavy snow. The more catching COVID is is bearing down on us. Oh, catching COVID! I saw them with uh, Breaking Benjamin. Which uh, Twisted Christmas was that? Was all that ninety seven? Just all of them. Breaking Benjamin. What's that? My point is, is, it's amazing that we're still here fucking yeah. uh, doing this podcast banter, because who's got anything to talk about these days? Yeah, I'm a little pissed off. I sold you my vote for that Biden guy mm-hmm. for $5. Yeah, you gave right. me the money. The check cleared. I casted my vote. Sucker. And uh, things are much vote. the now same. Now they're going to make you go to jury duty. Yeah. Things are much the same. Everything's different. Fucking he's signing all these executive orders. Today he signed one that trans people are no longer banned from the military. Oh. So you're a trans person, you could go die in the military. That's good. It's about time we got rid of did something for the my country. Muslim travel ban. So if you're Muslim, you can now travel to this country and then get COVID and die from it. Yeah, it, things are things are turning around Equal for a lot of people. What's this is what's happening right now? Did he make any? Uh executive decisions uh do you mean to chuck fucking uh steven seagal's fat ass out of an airplane or are we talking about different sort of get off decisions? my plane 
that's uh, that's the same one, right? Yeah, but that's 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 not a waste all of our presidents and action movies material because oh. we got a, oh. allegedly a whole month of those coming up once we I'm push sure through the end of this fucking ninja. Sure, thing. that's way down the line, once bro. Once we push out the end of this fucking uh, ninja turd we've been laying over the course of the last fucking five weeks here. Oh, silent but deadly, the ninja fart. Hey, everybody. It's uh, it's the baby oil and blow for an SNL skit right there. (laughs) The silent but deadly ninja. He always gives himself away because he can't because he he keeps farting all the time at the Uh, last fucking minute. I heard that's that's comedy right there. I heard that's what uh Beverly Hills Ninja was originally going to be. (laughs) Then they they chickened out. They pushed out. Made it whatever the fuck that movie ended up being. Uh, He's got like a trial run for Kung Fu Panda. Tiger suit stuff. Oh, because he was supposed to be. Kung Fu I'm Panda. sure. I, I would imagine died, so. And then yeah. a lot of a lot of fat guys started swarming casting couches in Hollywood trying yeah. to get those sweet, sweet Chris Farley positions. Good for Shrek. Though. I could be fat and loud too. Watch me. Well, I could fall down, yeah. bust myself through things. Check it out. I tell you what, though, Shrek never gave in and tried to get any of those roles. He was always just like, I'm an ogre. Uh, the, the I giant, live in the I was going to say the giant green ogre Shrek. Yeah. Yeah, he's stuck to his wheelhouse. He's only been in Shrek movies so yeah. far, from what I can tell. Which I applaud. That takes a certain commitment. You got to know what you bring to the table, and you got to lean into that, is yeah. what I've learned over the years. Ah, uh, sorry, donkey. You know, that's yeah. good stuff. <laughs> it's good. Fucking hilarious. Good lines, man. Good lines. Baby oil and blow. It's an action extravaganza. Palooza. Shoot him up. Kill him up. Kiss him up. Kick him up. Whatever you want. I don't care. I am one half of your host. I am Matt. Oh. Nice to meet you. With me. As always. Oh. (laughs) A long time listener. First time caller. (laughs) Ah, you derailed me. With me. As always, he is, uh, which, uh, which color ninja you want to be? That phone on a do not disturb in case somebody calls me for the first time in like three months. That would be interrupting the podcast. Yipes. That would be, that would be, a, that would be a tragedy. Yipes. It's the last week of ninja movies. I want to be the ninja? red ninja. All right. He's the red ninja to my black ninja. The red ninja. It's he is. fucking getting in there the red ninja. Nate Adams. Oh, hoy, hoy, everybody. I wanted to pick the red ninja because red's like the color of blood. Yeah. Red's the color of Rambo's cool bandana right. established last week. Mm-hmm. Red means murder, in my opinion. So yeah. I feel like red's cool. Red's the devil, as we're going to learn in our uh, oh. feature film that we're talking about this week. It's also All good things. Also the color of Ronald McDonald's hair. Yeah, that's true. 1990s Chicago Bulls championship merchandise. Basically all the coolest shit in the world is red. Yeah. Lamborghinis on posters in teenage boys' walls. Yeah, that's, I mean that's another thing that's red generally. I, I accept if you had a black Countach poster, but if you had a oh, oh, oh easy buddy, if you had a Diablo, yeah, easy, the slurs you're throwing around. Well, you know, if you had the Lamborghini kind of podcast, if you had the Diablo poster, it was red, baby. Uh, I had a friend growing up who had a, a Garfield poster on his wall, where it was not a real Lamborghini, but it was oh. a. A, a drawing of a Lamborghini, I think that Garfield was on. Oh, no. He was like fucking, like, he had some sunglasses and he was looking cool. And it was just Garfield looking in and said, He who dies with the most toys wins, or something like that. I don't really remember. Yeah, Garfield. Kid had rich parents. I don't know. About I, I don't think he really toys. knew what Garfield was. Mm. 
Garfield's fat and slovenly. He's certainly not out there being a go-getter. Lamborghini, more really like. Really thinking the mid-90s. They fucking got a little loosey-goosey with what they were willing to throw Garfield's image on. Just anything. We're, we're all better now for it. What about the character Bible? You're not going to merchandise my man Garfield unless you're getting the character right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think they accurately portrayed him in all of those bootlegs I and got, knockoffs. I got to tell you, you've been following uh, this week's Heathcliff uh, uh, comics uh, about his meat tank. Yeah, he's really doing a lot down at the meat market this week. He's, yeah. got, a, he's got a meat robot that he's what's, been hanging out with. The meat robot. What's that about? Heathcliff. He's got his fingers in a lot of pies. That's all you. <sighs> Sometimes he gets a little distracted thinking about gum. Not this week, my friend. Yeah. This week's all about the meat humor, and I have been <laughs> loving it. Hey, let's write a comic about a cat. We all know they love gum. I mean, that guy who meat. writes Heathcliff, does he have family? Is there anybody doing a wellness check? Has anybody oh, like sent fair. a cop just like swing by the apartment, knock on the door, make sure everything's going okay, wherever that guy's fucking hold up? I understand. It's, it's like, COVID times. We've all been, been isolated. We're going a little cuckoo. Yeah, Man, these, these Heathcliff comics are fucking off the rails. Like, who's writing that shit? I mean, like, I know it was Jim Davies or whatever. Oh, that, was, that was Garfield. Garfield. I don't like, know who the Heathcliff guy is. How you doing? Yeah. Rick Steadman. <laughs> it's got to be Jim Davies, like, cousin, like uh, uh, Kevin Davies or something, uh, I assume. No, no, it's totally different. Uh, your, yours is an orange cat with stripes on it. Mine's <laughs> kind of an orange cat that's got a... Uh, it's more like a squiggle markings on him. Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. Totally different thing. Your guy, he lives with John Arbuckle. My guy, he lives out in the trash. Out in the trash. <laughs> outside of uh, Ron Tarbuckle's yeah. house. <laughs> I don't know. If you put a gun to my head, what do I like better, Garfield or Heathcliff? It'd be hard to pick. I mean, hard to pick. Garfield, it's a certain tone that mm-hmm. you're picking it up yeah. for, but Heathcliff... Heathcliff is for the children. There's a real beatnik energy to Heathcliff. You got to be on a a, a separate wavelength. Garfield is good. Garfield, he hates Mondays. He loves eating calorie-rich Italian food. We can all get on board with that. Garfield's for the people. Heathcliff's he's for the underground, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's out there hanging out with Wu-Tang and whatnot, I'm sure. Garfield talks like this. He's always very Does Heathcliff talk? Uh, he did in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. the cartoon, has, has, I watched it a lot as a kid, but it, it just hasn't survived the way Heathcliff, the, Heathcliff, the Garfield do, cartoons do, have. I think he had like a classic like New York kind of accent. Like, holiday specials, probably. Hey, I'm going to go get some strange out on the fence that and then like it could be bop that dog on the head. Now the garbage ape, he, he doesn't talk right. That guy's got to be silent. No, he never made it figure. to the cartoons. He's a real no. mysterious figure. Yeah. Yeah. He's an ape. But uh-huh. also garbage, Matt. Well, it happens. Yeah, it happens. You know, I could just, just spend all day sitting here just, just uh, reading the funny papers. Why not? Chopping it up. Just <laughs> chopping it up. Hey, I wonder what Marmaduke's things are all about. Oh, don't get me started on Marmaduke. That dog's too big to be a normal dog. Something's going on there. What's the backstory, bro? One final question. Oh, okay. Family circus. Pass mm. or play. Oh, fucking, if you're giving me, like, a fat-ass Sunday family circus with maybe, like, a dotted line fucking uh, multi-panel thing I can get into, I can get on that. The, like, one-panel family circuses, eh, sometimes a little corny for my taste. 
I feel yeah. like it was never really that focused, the, the the family circus. I was like, they're a family, but what's their deal? Like, do they hate Mondays? Yeah, is this uh, a dork kid. Are they into garbage? Hot wife. Like, I, I don't know. What's their stance on garbage? I think the girl's a lesbo. The older one's like a dumb knucklehead, like, hey, I'm going to take care of everything. I'm a good guy. Real, what real Tom Skronsky type. Marmaduke or Clifford the Big Red Dog? That's another <laughs> question I have right there. Who's zooming who? That's a good question, yeah. man. A lot of a lot of binging to do out there. Yeah. I might, this could be a coffee table book, I yeah. think. We might have to start a separate Me podcast. digging deep into the funny pages. Yeah. Matt, let's dig deep into our movie this week. It's the final movie right, in our New Year's Ninja Party. After this week, the New Year's going to be over. you got to stop talking about it. Yeah. We're officially like firmly in 2021. In 2021. Uh, anybody still trying to write jokes with that like, uh, I'm still writing X on my checks construction? Like, knock that shit yeah. right the fuck off in No February. one's wrote a check in 10 years. Hear it. You're a liar. It's fucking, that's a good point as well. Uh, the ninja movie for mm-hmm. this week is 1985's Pray for Death. That's a cool title. Get into the rundown here. The rundown is going to be brought to us by, uh, I haven't really been anywhere, done anything, used any products, so it's mm. so hard. Uh, we'll say, uh, the filmography of Toby Hooper, considering oh. today would have been his 78th birthday if he was still alive. Why don't you go out there and, uh, watch you some Life Force or some, some of the Fun House, one of Ooh. his, uh, lesser known films. They're great. Funhouse is a weird romp. Master, master of horror, I'm going to say. Somewhere in the top six or seven of all time. Gotta be. Yeah. Toby Ho- he ain't just Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist. He's got he's got a whole oeuvre. But what a good film that Texas Chainsaw is. Yeah. And two. Just, very, very fun. Yeah. This, this, this guy. Check him out. Have you heard of him? Have you heard of this guy? <laughs> Hello. Big things. I'm, I'm expecting big things. Pray for Death 1985 is a film with a runtime of 92 minutes. Oh, it's a film. That's the way we budget like it. Of somewhere around $4 million, rumor Ooh. has it. It's a movie that brought in a gross. Uh, this is. This is this is hearsay right here. This is I didn't even see this on like a box office mojo. Four hundred million. Talk to a guy me. who talked to a guy. I heard it was a success and it did nine point five million at I the box it. office. This is I'd say maybe like around the height of the ninja movie craze of the nineteen eighties. Yeah. So I could see this pulling in some money. I'd call that number low. It was probably higher. Yeah, it's probably, probably way higher. Probably you know doing a little bit of Hollywood account and they're yeah. shoving shoving that money in mattresses. And probably whatnot. like ninety million. The director of this film is a man named Gordon Hessler. Oh, he was in uh, Violent Femmes. Mm, Gordon Gano, different Gordon. Oh damn it! Uh, God. Uh, also, not Gordon Shemlock. Uh, don't confuse him with different. Was that was that Alf's name? Uh, Gordon Shemway. 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 Yeah. Okay, there we go. Jake may have some problems, but he's not going to be sent to prison. Yeah, tell that to my cousin, pretty boy Shumway. He grew up on the south side of Melnack, the baddest part of the planet. If he didn't like your shoes... <laughs> you mean he'd shoot a person just because he didn't like his shoes? No, he'd just point at them and go... <laughs> Willie, 
This guy ah. started off uh, doing Alfred Hitchcock's Presents when he was uh, very young. Uh, he did a movie cats. called Scream and Scream Again, which was a fun horror movie uh, early on. called Scream and Scream yeah, 2. Holy Trinity of Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, and Peter Cushing, all in the same movie. It was sort oh. of a weird like sci-fi vampire tale. That one of them arrow romps? Uh, you probably get it from those people. They're putting out a lot of weird shit. He became a TV director later on. Did a lot of episodes of Wonder Woman, fun show. Shit like Hawaii Five O, Chips, Ooh. even an episode of Kolchak the Night Stalker. So if you were watching fun TV of the late seventies, early eighties, Gordon Gordon Chips. Shem Shemlock Shemway. Yep, Gordon Alf, Shemway, aka Alf. He was out there getting it fucking done. Let's get into the stars of this film. Pray for death. Ooh. Number one, the big one. He's the reason we're here. Shokusugi stars in the film is Akira Saito. <laughs> Officially, the first Asian man we have talked about starring in a movie about Asian things. He gets he gets the mantle. Well, he's playing the bad guy here, right? Wanted to uh, give him one at least one fifth representation here. Oh, wow! No, he is the good oh, guy. Oh. Shockingly enough, wow. we'll learn that they they don't have a white guy as as the good guy, but they do bring the story to America just to make yeah. sure we're not completely alienated. I didn't want to throw up. We saw Show and Enter the Ninja. He's in all the Ninja movies: Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja Three, The Dom. He is basically the fucking ninja. He's the ninja guy. Wasn't he in Blind ninja Fury? Ninja guy with, with this ninja is, kids. Is this his third appearance oh, then? might have been. I have not. I do believe he's the assassin ninja it in Blind, in Blind Fury. Fury. Wow. He's they fight in the hot tub. That's true. Kane and Shane Kosugi, his little kids, yeah. are in this film as Takeshi and Tomoyo. One of them's cool. The other one. Yeah. Hmm, not so much. Alert. He's sort of the Dave of the family. <laughs> right. We saw Kane in Ninja 2. Very recently Shane did not really stick with the acting post childhood being forced into it by his uh, father and pussy maybe his mother I don't know how cash and paydays on getting those kids and things sounds to me like it wasn't a true ninja he did do some like extra stunt work as a random samurai in that Tom Cruise the last samurai movie for some reason though Ah. as an adult after not not doing anything else for decades because he's in Scientology yeah Tom Cruise was just out there round up every Asian all of them all of them all the ones from Hollywood. Michael Constantine is in this film as Mr. Newman. He's a legitimate businessman of some sort and mm-hmm. not a gangster at no, all. No, 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 no. He seems to be obsessed no. with Come acquiring a, uh, a necklace, some sort of necklace in this movie. He wants it for some reason. Oh, the haberdash necklace or Guy whatever it is. Was, uh, he played the character of Big John in the uh, pool hustling movie The Hustler. Big job. Also, he was Santa in the weird uh, 80s, I think, 80s era Christmas movie Prancer. Young lady, I was up half the night with a pregnant cow and a crazy horse. I'm tired. My hand hurts. I've got a sick wife to tend to. I can't help you. But I tell you, he's one of Santa's. Then call Santa and let go of my car. couldn't help him anyways. Doctors are just liars. They never make anyone better. Oh, that was a weird one. I remember. I think that's late 80s. I think I saw it maybe once when it first came out and just being like, what the fuck was Prancer? I think it was one of those things that like made us watch in school one time at Christmas and it was like, I don't want to do that. No, fuck no. Uh, guy, you gotta mention when you're talking this movie because he's basically the fucking highlight in the movie. He steals the whole thing up from everybody else. James Booth is in this film as the, talking about 
excellently named Limehouse Willie. Limehouse Willie, sociopathic gangland enforcer guy. Uh, this guy was Ernie Niles in Twin Peaks, if you're into that weird fucking show. Also, he played the character of Mulgrew in American Ninja 4, The <sighs> Annihilation, if you want to... Huh. Do a little extra credit work and watch some more ninja movies after we're through this thing. Jimmy Booth. Go check that, that, that shit fucking out. Isn't he a singing, singing song man as well or some shit? Uh, it could be. This guy, uh, he's got a lot of light in his eyes. I could see him doing a little a bit of everything. Many talents. Norman Burton is in this film as Lieutenant Anderson, the worthless cop who doesn't want to do any police work and doesn't know that half of his police force are crooked. Uh, he played the character of Helmer in Bloodsport, and he was oh. Ambassador Halden in American Ninja 5. Basically, uh, that's better. he's the pencil-pushing asshole, uh, white guy pencil-pusher in all Somebody's these fucking movies. These martial arts movies. You don't like him. He's got a, he's got a face you just don't like. <clears throat> Robert Ito is in this film playing Koga, the old ninja master, mm-hmm. who walks around in satin sheets with his long beard and long hair looking all wise. Yep. Uh, he was Professor Hikata in uh, Buckaroo Banzai across the fifth dimension. Of course. And he, he played three different characters on three different episodes of Mannix, which oh, are currently yeah. running in reruns on MeTV late, late at night. Yeah. He played the character Doctor on oh. one episode. He played the character Dr. Sato on oh. another episode. And he played the character Dr. Yoshiro on a third episode. I would have gone with Doc. Yeah, they're really... For the third one, you know? Really putting through his paces back when he was on fucking Mannix. He also uh, famously uh, read the announcement that OJ was not guilty. That's very, very impressive that mm-hmm. he was able to have that whole second act of his career in, mm-hmm. in the legal field. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last person I want to mention, uh, that's Parley Bear, who's in this film as Sam Green... An old coot who sells the Saito family a decrepit bar. Yep. Uh, he was the grandpa in 80s uh, teen comedy License to Drive. Which Ooh, is pretty yeah. sweet little credit. I think also, I referenced that last week. Reoccurring character, Doc Appleby on the Dukes of Hazard. So mm. this guy was a pretty big get for that's, uh, Pray for Death right here. That's where they came up with the name of the restaurant, Chili's. <laughs> little known fact. I'm yeah. glad that you uh, binged all that trivia before we came Doc here. Appleby so we loved chilies. Shit to throw out there. Tagline of this film. The Master Ninja is back. And that's all in capitals you have to picture. That's pretty it's, cool. It's all in capitals when you're reading it. Shokasugi is the Master Ninja. That's what we're living to believe here. Plot. Let's get into it. Mm. What's this fucking movie about this Pray for Death? Mm. Sounds like a complicated one. Akira Saito, a Japanese Uh businessman, lives in Tokyo with his Japanese-American wife, Aiko, and her children, Takeshi and Tomoyo. Aiko, Aiko all day. When the family has a chance to move to the United States so that Aiko can teach the children about their American heritage. Rightfully so. They pack up and head for Houston, Texas. Bad choice. And run a restaurant. Oh, okay. This is where the trouble begins. What? Dot, dot, dot. Oh, Jesus. Let's see. uh, This is a little taste of the plot there. Kind of restaurant, isn't it? deep into it, but uh, it doesn't matter because we get deep into it when we move into our next uh, little segment here of the podcast. It's called Bullet Points, Pew. where we dig through Pew. our notes, we read down all the bullet points, all the things that stood out to us while we were watching the film. Matt, I understand that you recently watched Pray for Death. I did. What sort of shit stood out to you as you were sitting through this fucking thing? Speaking of... This fucking ninja extravaganza. Speaking of going deeper, mm-hmm. my first bullet point is... So 
is a sexy ninja. I'm talking about sexy whatever this to him. weird musical act was to start the film. Oh, okay. this, this is a pretty standard ninja thing where we're getting a demonstration of ninja moves over the opening credits of the yeah, ninja movie. But, but it was, there is a very sexy uh, yeah, song. Yeah. Back back to the shadows. Yeah, I think she was all singing. Back to the shadows. It's a female singing, yeah. Which appropriate ninjas are in the shadows, they're lurking, but like sexy ninjas, I was wondering. Like yeah. are these ninjas having sex right? with each other in the right? shadows? What are they doing in the shadows? A lot of sex red being thrown around in the title screen That's here right. too, yeah, you know? It's like uh some some just like we're on like red sheets, I feel yeah. like silk sheets blowing around while yeah. Shokasugi's like Swinging around his stuff. katana, chopping, chopping it up, mixing it up. It's an erotic good time. Yeah, it really uh, got my juices flowing, got me ready to watch a ninja movie. And then the opening scene after the credits, we're, we're right into it. There's a black ninja, ninja raiding fight. a ninja compound. Ninja fight. It was good thing. They got a little bit of a ninja compound in this yeah. one because this is the only little bit we get of it. You got to have a good ninja compound. And there's gray ninjas here. Is what yeah, I like the gray. He's killing option. the gray ninjas, which makes A little sense. change of pace. I could see black killing a bunch of grays pretty well. These guys, they got to learn more about the shadows before they get their black togs or whatever. This unnamed ninja, he's doing some cool yeah. shit. He's ninja starring everybody in the yeah. eyeball. First off, he's ninja starring right and left. Then he throws his katana like a javelin just yep. right through a guy's gut. That's pretty fucking cool. Yep. That's badass. We learned that the main compound doesn't just have gray ninjas. They also have uh, the, the the red ninja I was talking about. Yeah. I think he's got a cool devil mask he on, sure too. Does. Like he's at fucking Carnival or something out yeah. there about to pull his tits out for some beads. He looks evil as shit. And I'm like, well, this is pretty cool. Where's this going? Are we got Satanist ninjas? They're just like yeah. evil uh, supernatural ninjas. I don't know. What's, but you no, know, he just gets slashed down real yeah. quick. He, he dies real quick. That's all right. That's because there's a big twist, man. We reveal this isn't even the movie we're watching. This is just exactly. a movie that people in the movie are watching. That's pretty meta, a bro. A movie within a fucking movie. Bro, that's pretty Ninja meta. Ninja Duckin is I think what I, we got going on. I here. think I heard Joe Rogan talk who, about this was, once. Who, who, who told you about meta? Where did you learn Joe about Rogan. what meta is? Was, We've been hanging out a lot, man. Did, did you listen to him because he had The Undertaker on this week? Is that, is no, that what's going on No, we've just been hanging out a lot. I don't even You've listen to his show. You've been hanging out with Joe yeah. Rogan. Is that Joey Rogan. Is that why you were late to show up tonight? Wow. You guys doing DMT? You got yeah. a little zoned out in Rogan's basement? Yeah, we we got introduced to each other through the uh, the estate of the late great Phil Hartman. Oh, yeah, Ooh, who yeah. we both knew. Yeah, I I, right. I understand he's pretty upset about the way Phil Hartman died. Yeah. Yeah. Blames Andy Dick. I don't yeah. get that. The the last movie Chris Farley ever did was Dirty Work. So oh. I'm in the movie. With and after, right after Dirty Work, right before he passed away, uh, he hosted Saturday Night Live. So Norm was still doing weekend updates. So Norm called me up and said, listen, Farley's out of control with Coke. Come to the party after the show because got, you got to help me watch him. Like, that's how bad he was. I you was watching. You had to help watch. <laughs> I had to help watch him. Okay. So this, this is how fast Norm is, though. This is a testament to Norm's wit. So, <laughs> so I'm at the party and Norm is talking to somebody and I, I'm watching Chris. I'm on coke. I'm coked up. So, 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 <laughs> I see Farley disappear into a bathroom with Andy Dick. Oh boy. Okay, him and Andy go into a bathroom. Yeah. They come out five minutes later, like giggling. Norm comes over to me and goes, "What's going on with Chris?" I go, "Bad news, bro." He goes, "What?" I go, "He went into a bathroom with Andy Dick." I said, "There's only two reasons a man goes into a bathroom with Andy Dick." 
and neither one of them's good. <laughs> and Norm looked at me without missing a beat and said, holy fuck, I hope he's high. You see Norm say that. Like, holy fuck, I hope he's high. It's a great impression of Norm. Well, he was just upset that the wife killed herself too and he never got to take a run at her oh yeah that would have been yeah. nice mm-hmm. try to sleep with all my friends wives it's been a ma- mantra of yours your entire life but it's little show kosugi's sons shane and kane that are watching the tv and they're like we like to watch black ninja we watch black ninja Shaner and kaner and the mom who's pretty hot in oh this movie, yeah she's like kids come eat some fucking breakfast i told you not to be watching those yeah. black ninja movies they're putting all sorts of weird black ninja ideas in your little asian boy heads also we're american asians yeah, we need to be thinking speak, about moving to houston opening restaurants right. maybe raising and roping broncos i don't know how it's going to develop she's like i speak clear and good round eye mm, you yeah, know i'm does. not from this shithole no yeah she's got a real snooty american vibe about her this is this is gonna all develop out a little bit later here all of a sudden some dork walks in the room looks at his kids mm, and he's yeah. like ohio and they're all like and he's not a badass ninja here he's just a lame dad in like a business suit coming back from his business job yeah or i guess getting ready to go to it since we're eating breakfast here and i'm like the fuck's happening in this ninja movie i thought this guy was the master ninja i wanted to see him do ninja shit i don't want to watch him eating breakfast with these kids right. who deliver way too much dialogue in this opening scene yeah and i was like wait a second how much are we gonna have to listen to these kids try to figure out how to speak english throughout this movie because they ain't great at it little tamoyo sato tamoyo sato uh, okay yeah uh, I don't know which one that is. Takeshi and Tomoyo? Is that, I don't know. Takeshi and Tomoyo. Apparently, it's the names. boys' real middle names that they used as their character names oh, in this wow. film. Well, you, That's a cute little tidbit for yeah, you. There you go. A little bit of trivia for you. Tomoyo, the younger one, the dumb one, he's mm. all like, Daddy, the Daddy. The little pussy yeah. who gets his ass kicked throughout this whole movie. Are there any ninjas around Yokohama, Dad? Little five-year-old Pussy can't even stand Pussy. up for himself throughout this entire movie. Are there any ninjas outside of Oklahoma, Dad? And he's like, hey, your mom told you to quit thinking about ninjas. Now, yeah. let's get you to your karate class. Hell yeah. You're sure to be thinking a hell of a lot more about ninja shit. I feel like they're giving these kids mixed messages. Don't watch ninjas on the TV. Now let's teach you how to be a ninja. This karate class is cool because the fucking, fucking sensei. A. Yeah. He's he like, knows what's up. He's like, I'm beating ass. I'm not speaking mm-hmm. a lick of English. Yeah. He's like, hey, a 45-pound, five-year-old kid, yeah. come over here, and why don't you spar with this 16-year-old brace-faced right. kid who looks like Asian butthead? Yeah. Like, that's that's fair, right? I shouldn't yeah. be separating this class into no. age groups or anything, no. should I? That's not how any of this works. He's like, oh, anybody want to fight my grand champion? Oh, five-year-old white belt kid? Yeah. Get on up, so sure. young boy gets up and just gets thrown around like a little bitch, mm. which first time that happens in this movie, it's... It's a little bit of a trend that develops. Kid's kind of a pussy. Yeah. He gets smacked about, and he's like, I made mm-hmm. a mistake. Yeah. Luckily, Takeshi, oh, the older, older brother, boy, he's like... Six mm, or seven and like yeah. 55 pounds instead of 45. But he's already a red belt. That's right. Not a white belt like his little brother. He comes up about forehead to tits to this uh, 16-year-old butthead and is like, you know what? You outweigh me by like three times. You're a good like foot and a half taller than me. Don't matter because I'm good at ninja and shit. I got it from my papa. I'm going to throw your ass all around this fucking dojo. 
This kid... Strike hard. Strike first. No mercy. Kicks ass immediately. He's doing, like, choreographed, mm-hmm. like, rolls yeah. into rolls. Definitely. He's got rolls on rolls yeah, is what he's got going on. He's doing cool he's shit, He's got a ringworm, man. you can tell. He's rolling around oh, on that dirty mat so you gotta much. you got to disinfect yeah, those yeah, mats. Gotta, yeah. That's not great for oh. young kids like that to have oh, a ringworm going on. God. Already. That's too bad for him. So we establish one kid's a pussy, one kid's tough as fucking shit and cool as fucking hell. Yeah. And then after that, it's just like, cut to the bedroom where fucking Atari and his hot wife are having some pillow talk. Akira. Akira? Yeah. Atari. We'll call him my, it's all Asian shit, whatever. Wow. Shoko Sugi is like, "Uh, you know what? I'm so good at business. They're trying to give me a promotion at my business. Duh. I was thinking, why don't I start my own business? Right. I'm in the business of giving you the business. Business is booming, my man. Business is fucking good. My wife. And she's like, I got a different idea. How about we go to America for no reason, huh? Steal people's stuff and then sell it back to them on a layaway. <laughs> works out in my brain. Yeah. Math yeah. works out in my brain. Yeah. He's like, America? Uh, I don't know. I got a bad feeling. Also, though, you're like way hotter than me, and I've right. got a real cuck energy here, so I'm pretty much going to do anything you want just so you don't leave me. Hooray for Americas. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to figure out how to... How to leave for America? It turns out we got some some loose threads to tie up before we we leave Japan. Were there? We got a ninja flashback. He's got to oh, go to some yeah, sort of cool yeah. ass ninja temple. Yeah. There's like we're in like a cavernous fucking like a yeah. just like old tiny castle. It feels like there's big torches flaming everywhere. I was so he's confused. got a big like I don't know trident. He's just like a swinging around. Ah man, I was so confused. Like I watched this on YouTube and it was. Just pixelated and just, it wasn't clear for me. Oh. And, uh, man, not quality on that. Not to sound like double check that it looked decent to me. uh, I couldn't see shit and, uh, just made it harder to make out who was who. I could have passed you that arrow blue. If, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. Uh, they all look alike. yeah, the white exactly folks. what you're saying. It's like, who, which bad guy's which? But he starts doing some meditating, which then gives him some Asian flashbacks to a time he was in this same room, I think, earlier. And he finds some guy yeah. in a ninja outfit. Uh, wait, this is the red ninja here. Yeah. He, he He's also got a cool, like, uh, three ninjas style painted mask yep. over his uh, ninja outfit. He sneaks in here and he's, like, stealing some jewels out of a treasure chest. Yeah. And Shokasugi, fucking Akira Atari, whatever, what did mm-hmm. he say his name was? Akira. Akira, okay. Akira Saito. Like the fucking lame uh, anime that nerds are always yeah. telling you you should watch because it's yeah. super good. Trust me. Trust me. It's, it's super good. You'll love it. police and drugs in the world. He's like, I want you. Put back. Put back the jewels. You put them He's back. Like, oh, tattletale man, this guy. You're leaving around treasure chests full of jewels. Don't be surprised when a red ninja right. creeps in and tries to steal it from you. He's all like, I think I'm going to try to kill you because mm-hmm. you tried to tell me what to do, man. Yeah, so fucking they start fighting, and mm-hmm. it's cool because red ninja's got a katana, and fucking Akira's like, I better just grab one of these big, heavy, flaming metal torches yep. and fight your fucking ninja sword with one of these. Clang, clang, there's fire flying everywhere. Looks pretty fucking cool. Clang, 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 goes the Charlie. <laughs> That's a good one. Some crazy old long-haired ninja starts coming out of the shadows here. Yeah, and you're like, Peeking at him, having guy? ninja flashbacks. Who's He's the this one guy? 
He looks like he's wearing like satin sheets that used to be on like right. a massage table, and he just right. stole those and wrapped them around himself. I was like, "Who's this crazy woman?" Oh, he's got a beard. Yeah, fucking back to the flashback where Red Ninja and fucking Akira are fighting. Some shit happens. Sword gets like slammed through a fucking pole. Yep. They fight around some more. Uh, Red Ninja slips on a banana peel uh-huh. and then like uh, just falls into the rest just of that sword, sticking out of that pole, impales himself. Just Very hard. Dramatic. Yeah. This is the big unmasking where we learn. Oh my God, he's some guy. That, yeah, that we know or whatever. I think. Yeah. It's supposed to be important to us though. I'm, I'm sure of that. Because I'm he, sure of it because of the reactions that fucking Akira. Akira has. Yeah, he's like Toshi. And I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, that no. was Toshi? That was some guy that he knew or something, I guess. And then I'm like, I yeah. I don't know who the fuck Toshi is. Mm, fucking, then we go back. Luckily. Oh. The old man emerges. Old, old wizard guy emerges, and he, he tells us about it. He says he's his brother, right? Like, yeah. Oh, you have to give up your guilt about your brother. And he goes, you must forget the past. <laughs> this guy's teaching us the ninja lessons. In all these ninja movies, it seems like there's one final lesson the ninjas need to learn. And Ninja Turtles, it was, uh, we never really figured it out because Splinter just threw Shredder off the fucking roof. Nobody had to learn a lesson. Yeah. Uh, earlier, uh, American Ninja, I think the lesson was just like, find a cool rip to shit black friend who's got a machine gun. And then, it's always a lesson in these ninjas. And then movies. fuck the general's daughter. We're told explicitly in this one, give up the past. Give up the past. Let go of your guilt. That's the only way you're going to be a ninja here. Uh, he has a fight with the old ninja well, he, wizard here. He tells him, he's like, not just that's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to be a ninja. Uh-huh, yeah. Bro, you're always a ninja, dog. Oh, yeah. Even if you're in America. Yeah. If you're in China. If you go to the Philippines, because we got to start filming yeah. on the cheap, like Canon films again. Anywhere you're going to be a ninja. He starts fighting with his trident. They yeah. have a little bit of a disagreement. He's doing also some badass fucking flips to avoid all the katana swings old That's man's true. doing there's some yeah. awesome flipping action going on in this fucking fight scene it's right really here. good ninja work ninja works great you're getting some like dramatic zoom ins on people's eyes as they react to things like old kung fu style filmmaking which i appreciate yeah. that's yeah. always good oh yeah this is when he tells him you must forget the past you must forget the past he tells him that he was akira's brother and that they were orphans that's and right. they came to his dojo and that he's basically their papa this this old guy. He's basically their papa. And he's like, take my fancy ninja sword to America so that you'll remember to always right. be a ninja. And he's like, no, my wife won't let me. My balls are in her purse. Yeah. I've got to let go of all the ninja shit, she says, and just be a respectable Texan businessman. He's like, all right, whatever. At least take this cool ninja helmet. Yeah, at least take this shredder helmet. Yeah, let's, let's, let's agree to fucking disagree on the sword thing here, but take this shredder helmet with I you. I get huh? it. Huh? Would you? Customs is fucked up, but you can yeah. say you bought this at the market. Cool helmet, metal face plate, a ninja star just like on the forehead, just as yeah. decoration, which is awesome. He's like, yeah, it's pre 9 11. I'll be able to get this through like yeah. international customs. I could probably just wear America. it straight on. Yeah, no, no fucking problem here. Yeah. Coming to America is my next bullet point. I think. Yeah. I think we go straight to America, right? They do. This movie's moving along. You can tell by the music they're playing. They're, you could tell by the graffiti everywhere. Oh, no. You could tell that people are rude. Fucking, where's all that Texas hospitality? People are yeah. bumping into them and being like, hey, motherfucker, I'm walking here. It's yeah. like New York, but we in Houston. Hey. 
I'm glad uh, you picked up that they were in Houston. I didn't. It was just the plot synopsis that I read oh, earlier that's nice. that let me know. I had no idea what town we were in because yeah. everything's very nondescript. We're only looking at like rundown buildings and like abandoned industrial parks. Yeah. Like, there's, I guess you'd have to know we see what must be the Houston skyline like once or twice in establishing oh, shots. Oh, that's but true. Who knows what that fucking town looks like? No. Oh, all the famous buildings in Houston, like the big glass one and the other big glass one. Do you think I can point out anything in Houston that isn't a strip club? Yeah, there's strip clubs and fucking strip malls. That's the only thing they got in that that's shit That's all I town. know, man. Fucking awful, awful town. And that's... We're really leaning into it in this film. It's just like, oh, this town sucks. What were we thinking moving here? The Oilers left for Tennessee for a reason. Enter Sam Green. He's Enter like, Sam Green. Hey, people, uh, you're the Saitos, right? Uh, I got this rundown, disgusting old bar. Yeah. I thought he was renting out, like, the apartment above it. And I was That's like, what I thought, too. What's going on here? This man's, like, a very successful Japanese businessman. I thought he was well off. Why are they renting an apartment above it? And then it turns out, no, they're buying, like, the whole yeah. rundown, disgusting yeah. building. And I'm like, these guys are going to be, like, fucking bar owners and... The shittiest ghetto part of town? When they're, I guess maybe they're trying to get ahead of gentrification here yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Make a, make a buck that way. You got to beat in them 20-something yeah, honkies, you 100%. know? 100%. You get uh, the first coffee shop on the corner. The neighborhood starts coming up. I guess that's how it works. There's a weird, uh, whatchamacallit, scene when they're in Japan still where he gets oh. like a letter from America because oh. there's... Kids are like paying attention to that. His kids are like, it's a letter from America. Mm-hmm. And they open it and they're like, hey, a letter from Ronald Reagan. Hey, Akira, it's me, Sam. That's quite the interesting proposition. I think I'm going to accept it. And you're just like, how do they come across this place? This random abandoned fucking, mean? I guess, used to be yeah. a restaurant, but it clearly looks like a dive bar to me. Uh, Honey, great news. Found us a yeah. apartment and abandoned restaurant in the middle of Houston. Oh, did you do any like research as to the neighbor, the school district? No, or babe. Anything? It's 1985. Like, what, what the crime rate. There's no such around? thing as the internet. Uh, uh, we're just going for it. Okay. Yeah. I hope it turns yeah. out to be nice. Turns out it is nice. We spend a long time establishing that there's a that locked is nice. door oh, in this okay, place. That's right. That there's a padlock on that goes yeah. to an annex, which used to be a cigar shop that you right. could also get to. Leads right. Street level, so but this has been locked up for a long time. Sam has not gone in there since his wife died. It's very dusty. There's cobwebs. It's it's no bueno. But these little boys are like, "Can we see it?" And he's like, "You'd have to bust the padlock off." But sure, let's just bust through the door right now for no reason. So you can see a dusty, empty room. Right, you can see the room where my wife had a gangbang with thirty dudes and then killed herself. Kicks through the fucking door, and everybody's like, holy shit, our lame dad's kind of a fucking powerhouse, it turns out. I wonder if he has a secret life as a ninja or something. Also, you can see where Sam's dead wife had that gangbang. Yeah, and then Sam's like, look, yeah, it's an empty room. I don't know why we spent the last ten minutes of the film establishing that there's an empty room here. He's like, I actually don't care. There's no way that this could become of any importance later in the film. Let's move on. Uh, So anyways, upstairs is where you'll be sleeping. And they do. They go upstairs, yeah. and it's lovely. It's nice. But before you know it, some Dabney Coleman-looking dude's coming into the oh. fucking annex room from the outside. He's somehow got a key to the padlock that's on the outside. Some like heavies in suits, man. A million fucking times or whatever. He starts, like, hiding shit under floorboards and whatnot. It turns yeah. out this is like his fucking drop house or something. Yep. It's just where he's... 
hiding all the like dead hookers he kills when they OD in dirty hotel rooms or whatnot. I don't know. He finds the nicest necklace uh, w- that must have been on the world's most beautiful hooker. I thought he had drugs or something. Yeah, like, it looked like he had like a, a bunch of like powder of coke and like or oh, whatever. It's cocaine. But it's like, oh wait. They keep jewelry inside of cocaine? This is fucking crimes on crimes. These guys got things figured out. I usually keep cocaine inside yeah, of jewelry. But then we don't really talk about cocaine or anything through the rest of the no, movie. It's just all. the necklace that we're right. really, really obsessed with. And I got the, questions. The buxom... about this necklace. Necklace or what He's is thinking it? about hiding it under the floorboard. It's like the Janet Van Dyne necklace or something. Yeah. It's very, very famous, apparently. Oh, hell yeah. This guy's a dirty cop, we come to learn. Mm-hmm. And he's going to stash it, but then he's like, you know what? Nah, I'll just stash these drugs or whatever and keep the necklace for myself. Yeah. And double cross whoever I'm doing crimes with and just fucking take this necklace because it's so fucking sweet. I love it. Yeah, he does. The rest of this movie after this, we're thinking about this necklace. Where's the necklace? Who's Who's got got the necklace? necklace? How am I going to get my hands on the necklace? Yeah, it's the Van Diem necklace. Did I miss the the scene where we talk about this necklace at all? Like, are we ever told why people want this necklace? Like, is it a super expensive necklace? Is it a super famous necklace? It's a famous necklace. Where did the necklace come from? Did, like, these guys steal it and they got to find a fence to get rid of it? It's the Van Diem necklace. They just, they just, they keep saying that, but they're acting like I know about that and care about that and, like, am attached to this necklace. Just they act like I'm bringing my own attachments to this necklace. I feel like I do want to say, like the second or third time that the name is brought up, they are legitimately like it's the blah 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 necklace. It's a very famous necklace. Trust me, everyone loves this necklace. Yeah, yeah, but so, yeah, that's that's the most of an explanation you get. This is the big MacGuffin of this movie, just like a diamond fucking necklace. So yeah. at this point, if you want to just like be engaged, you got to get on board. Like start caring about this necklace. Yeah. That's all this movie's about yep. going forward. So they cut back to the fucking restaurant at a different time. Oh yeah, Sam and Akira are packing up the old Sweeping station up, wagon. Like yeah, taking some yeah. crap out of there. I felt like 1985. This should have been more of a montage sequence here. You got to have up. a montage. Yeah. Get a fucking corny song. Yeah. Some more fast editing. Show the kids like right. having fun, making a game, yeah. cleaning the place up. We're really turning things around here. Would have been Houston, a Texas. really great point. Could have used a montage. To where you have, uh, you know, Shadows, Spirit of the Shadows girl. Mm. She sings a different song. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Fighting oh. Spirit or something. like. Yeah, sure. Something about yeah. it building a sushi restaurant or whatever we're fucking doing here but what happens like some other guys go by well they're like they're they're looking sam's like like, oh i'm gonna leave and akira's like okay i'm gonna go with them and take the kids and they basically just drive around the block it's weird yeah (laughs) a lot of weird shit starts happening in this middle section of the movie here this scene i'm questioning everybody's motives constantly this scene in specific they were just like Ha, huh, we got to get these characters yeah. out of the scene for a right, second. Uh-huh. We shouldn't establish that they were already there. So then the bad guys show up, basically, and they're yeah. like, uh, the necklace is gone. They must have stole the necklace and packed it up into that fucking uh, station wagon right there. Yep. We're going to have to kill these guys and get the necklace back. Yeah. I'm just wondering, what's these guys fucking scam here? Why do they keep the shit they steal in this building that they don't own? Uh, they a, have no uh, association with the guy who owns it. And mind you, this is a different set of bad guys from the bad guys right. before. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Comple- like, 
Those were the dirty cop bad guys. These are the fucking uh, mob enforcer whatever bad guys. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. I don't know. They steal shit, and then they just hide it in random fucking buildings and shitty neighborhoods. Like, it's weird. It seems like a we- Get a safe is yeah. what I wrote here. I wrote, just get a safe. So uh, these cats, uh, they hightail it when the jewelry's gone. They see Sam and Akira come back, and they're like, it's that huh? fucking Sam guy. He owns yeah, the place. That's right. He's stealing the jewelry. That old guy's, His wagon's all packed that up. That old guy who's building we put our jewelry in yeah. must have found our jewelry. What an asshole. Well, he's leaving town and selling our jewelry, so they track him. They, if you don't want to carry an item because it's hot, you got to find a lackey to do it. Like fucking yeah, Hulk Hogan right. never carried the drugs through the airports. No. Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boys always carried yeah. the drugs through the airports. Or That's all you gotta do. This guy's got plenty of goons. Or you just had Jake the Snake throw it in his bag yeah. with, with Damon. Nobody's gonna reach in there fucking uh-huh. around that slimy-ass snake and <laughs> find everybody's butt drugs. Well, you can uh, reach in there yourself and see if there's any cocaine officer. <laughs> what the hell is this shit? chocolate or something off old man sam gets rolled here uh yeah they basically follow him into the abandoned this industrial is... park warehouse where i guess he was driving to go live now <laughs> this... i don't know where he was going or why he goes to the warehouse because this is also a property he owns. yeah uh, this guy's got his fingers in a he's lot gonna... of pies he's he's gonna pick out his favorite Naked mannequins and Let take them with him take on the trip. all of my dilapidated trash out of this old yeah. building I own. Uh, drive it over to this dilapidated right. warehouse I own. I'll, I'll put it all over here. This guy's, this this guy's is, a real Fred Sanford type character. This is where we get our introduction. Yeah. To Limehouse. Limehouse Willie. Fucking this guy don't play around. No. You don't want to fucking cross this dude. He gets He's out. old. He's yep. clean cut. He, he's not much to look at at first. He's pretty he, much just the dad so from sure. a Christmas story. Yeah, how dangerous a bad guy he's going to be. Uh. But let me tell you, this guy don't fuck around. No. Before you know it, he's beating the shit out of old Sam with the crowbar, just screaming at him. Liar! <laughs> Liar! It's a lot of like... A lot of little, like, rabbit hits he's doing with his crowbar. Like, this guy's got some tennis elbow, you can tell. He's not taking mad swings. We're not really worried about the fact that none of his physicality looks all that good, because what we're worried Mm -hmm. about is his face, and he's selling his anger. That's all he needs here. This guy's acting with his eyes. And that he said, liar, six times (laughs) Over and over again. And then his weenie gangster guys are like, uh, you just beat that guy to death with crowbar. Like, you can stop hitting him now. He's fucking, he's pummeled into oblivion. To which he replies, oh, safe in the arms of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's like something the fucking Dolph Lundgren would have said. Yes. In fucking Johnny Mnemonic. Absolutely, That's some cold man. Shit, right there. That's good stuff. And then they just burn his yeah, body. Yeah. Before you can figure out what's going to happen next, he just starts dousing everything in gasoline. Yeah. In broad daylight. Broad like, fucking daylight. And he just man. fucking lights the whole everything. <laughs> the old man, the fucking the, the, the station the wagon, wagon, all of it. Oh god. It explodes. Cool big uh, fucking explosion. Oh <laughs> like, uh, boy. The flames everywhere. It all goes up. Next scene, we're back at like the the, the building, and they're hanging up a sign for a restaurant. It's going to be Saito's yep. Japanese restaurant right. now, and I'm like, 
What do, what? He's a businessman. What's he know about owning a restaurant? Don't forget, right after they kill Sam, uh-huh. there's that really confusing scene where Limehouse Willie goes to his boss, and okay. he's like, Mr. Newman or whatever. And he's like, hey, just so you know, uh, those dirty fucking cops that work yeah. for you have the necklace. I just killed a man randomly sure. for no reason, just to let you know that those cops you hired have the necklace. Also, it might be the Asian people. We're probably yeah. going to have to kill them too, but it's definitely your cop friends. Anyways, businessman's opening a yeah. restaurant. Right. Could we get like a scene of him like cooking or something early on in the movie? Like establish that anybody yeah. in this family has any idea of anything about food service? Oh. How are they opening up a fucking restaurant? Dad, you make the best blah, blah, blah. He had an office job. Not even, not even that. He was about to start his own yeah. office job stuff type company in Japan. This woman's getting him messed up in a fucking... Oh, first year of the restaurant business, especially people with no experience, these things always go under. Didn't he? This move was doomed to failure from the beginning. Didn't he see when Roseanne tried to start that loose meat sandwich restaurant? (laughs) Right, it worked out very well for them, as I understand it. No, they they only got wealthy when they won the lottery. Still, no, that was all retconned away. If you watch current seasons of The Connors, the the lottery never happened. They still got the lunch bill? Aunt Jackie's still running the fucking Lanford lunchbox. Like, it's it's basically their only source of income in this uh, post-Trump economy we're living in. How is that new Connor show? I've seen like 10 minutes of it. It's oh, wow. pretty bad, probably. Well, I don't you know. knew all of I it. assume it's pretty bad. Color me impressed. I think I read an article about it once. Somebody wrote something about all the like Stuff different pertinent to branching realities yeah. and like which characters have been like erased from existence and which have oh, not. Like and I'm like, Roseanne's getting pretty sci-fi here. That's very interesting. They didn't erase uh, fucking Noonan from Caddyshack, did they? Uh, no, absolutely Fred? not. He's okay, still good. the most good, good, good. pivotal character on the show. They should have just na- renamed the show Fred. You know what uh, our friend Akira is trying to erase? His entire family from existence. Oh. Because he's like, hey, remember how Sam's like, this is a terrible neighborhood? Lock yeah. your doors. Like, don't fucking... He's like, Liar! why don't I send my four and five-year-old son alone to the store to do some grocery shopping yeah. in this fucking crime-ridden ghetto we live in? Uh, Move along, boys. Here's some milk money. This you is going to work out great for us. They know ninja shit. They're good. Luckily, they do, because as soon as they get to this grocery store, some yeah. fucking more... Street toughs. Yeah, this is some more like 16-year-old, brace-faced, oh. butthead-looking street toughs start shaking them down for their bike. Right. Young kid's a pussy. We've established so, that, so he kind of gets tomorrow. smacked around a little bit. Old kid, though, he's like, I'm going to do some more of my tumbling around in the dirt and shit and throw Try all me, you fuckers around. You ain't getting your hands on my fucking bike. He's kicking some dick here. This he is really actually is. a really fun fight and scene. And one of the things I remembered most about this film from having seen it years ago was that we get a lot of little kid ninja fighting that's pretty fucking cool yeah. in this thing. And I'm loving it here. Kane knows ninjutsu. He kicks the shit out of these punks. He's, he's kicking dick. It's confusing though all this action going on and nobody's really paying attention so this allows the gangster guys an opportunity to slip in and do some kidnapping yep <laughs> that's what happens little kid gets like backhanded in the mouth uh-huh. he's fucking bleeding everywhere they just drag him in a car and drive away with him yeah they just take the youngest one and drive away man mm-hmm. that's why you don't let your kids go shopping alone when you live in the worst ghetto in houston yeah. texas is uh, what i wrote down right here Keshi goes home to the restaurant immediately, mm-hmm. and he's like, Danny, Danny, right, they yeah. beat me and took our the other kid. In a car. Yeah. Kidnappers. America? 
We haven't had a good experience yet. Since fucking moment one when that plane landed, it's yeah. been nothing but calamity. Well, that bitch. Let me throw it out there. Why don't we move back to Japan yeah. where we were doing great. Happy birthday, Bobby. Oh, what was that? That was really oh. weird. Oh, fucking. Oh. Siri thought I was talking to her. She said That's, she doesn't know how to respond to all the things. Scared me. Don't you worry about it. I thought there was somebody in the room with I us. Know. Yamahama. Yikes. Fright night over here. Whew. Uh, fucking, he's like, we should go back to America. He's like, I don't even understand why they took my kid. Yeah. Luckily, the phone rings right at that ring, moment. Ring, 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 ring. Hot it, wife answers yeah, it, and she's yeah. like, it's for you. Yeah. It's gangsters. And they're like, hello, Akira, this is the gangsters. We got your kid. We know uh-huh. you got the necklace. Yeah. You got until midnight. And he's, he's like, like, I never even heard of he any goes, necklace. He goes, I told you. I do not have the codes. <laughs> and he's like, uh, wait a second. A necklace, they say? Why don't I go in that annex room? I bet that's what they were talking about. Yeah. Ooh, what's this? The locks on the door? Ooh, what's this? Loose uh, floorboards? He finds where they were hiding yeah. this necklace, like, instantly, just on a hunch. They he's mentioned kinda... the word necklace, and he's like, oh, I bet you mean under the floorboards in the annex in this building. That's got to be what you're talking about. Turns out he's not only a ninja, he's also kind of like yeah. Ninja Batman. Atari Katano, Ninja yeah. Detective, whatever. Ex- fucking, absolutely, pretty man. Pretty fucking cool. Pretty fucking cool. So he's like... Everyone's interested in what's in this annex. Yeah. The annex is fucking... It's the most pivotal plot point he's going like, on so far. He's like, well, I need to establish that I got uh-huh. a couple of ninja things over here. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. still got a little spirit in me, and I'm just going to go... Uh, I'm just going to get my kid back yeah. immediately. They're like, listen, we know you have the necklace. It's time for you to come to a shady business meeting with us on the fucking like, freighter ship we have parked down at the yeah. docks, which is a cool place for fucking gangsters to be hanging out. Yep. So he shows up, and... Uh, Immediately just, like, lets them chain him up by his hands. Yeah, they cuff like, him over his head. This is some weird S&M shit. Why are you just immediately letting them chain you up like this? Yeah. Should have, like, I don't know, brought a gun or something and been like, hey, let me see my kid before I fucking... This he's guy, a ninja. He this, knows. Yeah, he's, he always has the upper He's really hand. leaning back on his ninja skills here. They uh, they cuff him overhead, talk some shit, break a yeah. board over talk his some ribs. Shit. Okay, you yellow bastard. Well. Don't get cute with me, you slanty-eyed son of a bitch. Fucking Limehouse Willie's throwing around a lot of racial slurs in this scene. In all fairness, he's the guy that wrote the movie, so, <laughs> you know. It's like Tarantino and the feet shit. Yeah. This guy insane yeah. Asian slurs. Right. Well, he's pervert. Taking, he's taking a hit for everybody. He's like, okay, I got to make, yeah. I got to cut this to the bone. I don't want anybody don't else want to anybody have to say this to offensive shit. Maybe get canceled 30 yeah. years later yeah. when uh, people are watching this movie. Never mind. But yeah, they break that board over his fucking abs. Never and mind. He doesn't even this guy flinch. was on the losing side of the Korean War. <laughs> Kira doesn't even flinch. Uh, then he's like, gets out a knife and he starts like, he rips his shirt open. Buttons are flying everywhere. He starts, like, dragging the knife all sexy across yeah. his chest, and he's yeah. like, I think I'm going to have some fun with you. And I was like, why does this keep getting so sexual? I tell you what, though. Akira, not a peep, man. No, not, not a, a peep. peep. Another peep out of fucking Limehouse Willie here, because he threatens to fucking light up the little kid like yeah. a Roman candle with a blowtorch. He's like, I got a blowtorch <laughs> here, cool you racist Asian yeah. term. Akira's like, uh, I've had enough of this. Time for me to flip out of my fucking chains here and fucking 
skedaddle yeah, using my ninja skills. Straight up ninja kicks a light, disappears yeah. for five seconds, and when they're looking yeah, for him... They're trying to run around with their little guns, like pew, 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 yeah. but it's like, your American guns have no effect on a ninja who's got ninja skills, He's bro? like, I, I, already on, s- bro. I already stole my kid back, and I'm running out of the building. Uh-huh. They gone. Next scene, he's meeting with the cops. Like, mm-hmm. listen, cops, there's gangsters, they're kidnapping my kids... They're asking about the Van Dyne fucking necklace, which we all know is a very yep. famous, very expensive necklace. Oh, hell yeah. I don't know why they think I have it. I just own this dilapidated building that I'm trying to turn into a Japanese restaurant, yeah. even though I'm no sort of restaurateur whatsoever. I was a pencil pusher fucking accountant back in Japan. My life's kind of a mess, cops. Listen, you got a minute? I got a lot to talk about. Yeah, he's like, I do know that there was a dude in a gray suit that's left-handed that mm-hmm. stole the necklace. Which also, that's all from his Batman detective work. Yeah. And and then he's like, oh, shit. Hey, detective, are you left-handed? And Mm -hmm. he's like, I am. What the fuck does it matter Uh, to you? Because I also had a theory that maybe it was some dirty cops who were doing it. Yeah. Keep that under my fucking, up my sleeve for later. Which, by the way here, right before we had a quick scene again where the the main bad guy, Limehouse Willie, goes to the Mm -hmm. boss bad guy. And he's like, hey, it's those dirty fucking cops. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you should shake down those Asian, that Asian family some more. He's like, ah, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, there's a cop who doesn't want to be a cop here, Lieutenant yeah. Anderson or whatever. Is pretty cool because he's shaving his face with an electric shaver while like, uh, right. yeah, Akira's all like, oh, they're trying to kill my family, and then he's just like, oh, look at look at some fucking mug shots here. Oh shit, Limehouse Willie's the one that kidnapped your kid. Yeah, he's you're the most fucked. dangerous guy in the fucking state, dude. You're fucked. This is what fucking sucks for you, man. Yeah, there's, Li- really, there's nothing we could do about it. Is the cops? Meanwhile, Limehouse Willie has gotten uh, the fucking okay sign from his boss mm-hmm. to just kill the Asian guy because right. he knows too much. Listen, just kill them all. We we shouldn't have involved them. We did. It's time, just like scorched earth fucking policy right now. But dirty cop calls and he's squealing like Asian guy's here. He's telling the cops everything. <laughs> Which is not really everything, because everything would be that, you know, I'm the one who stole the shit. Fucking nobody seems to know that still, because my fucking boss is an idiot, doesn't want to do any police work whatsoever. They're like, it's cool. We'll send some bad guys to just kind of keep an eye out on the place. Right right here I wrote, uh, there's too many different characters. They're doing too much talking. There's too much intrigue involving this necklace I don't care about. Mm -hmm. When are we going to get to the next ninja fight scene? This movie is much more boring than I remember it being. These are all things I wrote here in this little little section. It's just this little part right here. Because right afterwards, Akira's like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. This was a waste of time. Mm I gotta get back home. My kids, my Thanks wife. Thanks for nothing. Hashtag defund the police. Yeah, A C A B is what he said with a hashtag, mm-hmm. and uh, he hurries mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. just in time to see his wife and uh, youngest son. This is some bullshit shit here right now. Run over by a These car. These kids are playing with a soccer ball and like the upstairs of the building. They uh-huh. kick the ball out the fucking second floor window mm-hmm. all the way across the fucking street. Yeah, rolls. Who's letting kids oh. play with a soccer ball this extreme in the house? This is fucking an Asian mother would be screaming at them. I told you not to play soccer in the house. This is fucking ridiculous. Unless she's stuck downstairs mm. running her husband's lifelong American dream of an Asian restaurant. My second question is, these guys are obviously poor. They're stuck living in this dilapidated fucking building. How Clearly. did Kane suddenly get a baller fucking Michael Jackson leather coat that he starts wearing? Thank you for recognizing it. Like that Where was, the fuck did that come from? You know that was like 
show Kasugi or whatever his like main thing of getting his oldest child mm-hmm. movie. like if you do the movie I'll get you that coat yeah, you want I'll let bro. you wear that sweet fucking coat that we saw down at the shopping mall and he's which like, also there was deal. one scene earlier in the movie for two seconds where they're just in a shopping mall and oh, it just, it oh that's right it literally lasted like four seconds and I was like what the fuck was that scene of them shopping in a shopping mall they don't even show anything in the mall it's literally just <laughs> them next to a fountain in a yeah, shopping mall they walk up to the fountain in the middle of the mall and they're like now throw in a coin and make a wish like cutscene there where they're buying the baller fucking uh, Michael Jackson leather thriller yeah. coats for everybody like oh we need you to blend in in America we're buying all of you thriller coats his coat's so fucking cool yeah super fucking cool it even looks cool when he's getting run over by a fucking bad guy well he car. doesn't get run over he it's the okay, little yeah, brother the little boy who's over. the pussy who's always the one fucking getting slapped around he runs after his ball the hot mom's like i gotta run after my kid who's running after a ball bad guys are like we've been waiting for this opportunity all day i don't know why they couldn't just like go kick the door in and slap these people around if that's what they want like there's no cops around they don't seem like they care much either but they yeah they run down this mom and this fucking kid in their big fucking like beater or fucking the beater cars in this movie are amazing oh yeah every fucking car the bad guys have is just like somebody's fucking shit box fucking uh, right like that they inherited from their moms or like somebody's work truck that they drive to the fucking mill uh my grandma just died a couple years ago and we got her 76 lebaron do you want like i could probably bring it for the fucking sh- shoot Rusted if you want. out pieces of shit these high-powered fucking gangsters yeah. are driving around in. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, fucking Akira gets there, and he's like, oh, my wife and kid are getting put on stretchers. Mm-hmm. Who are these creeps eyeballing me from this fucking hillbilly truck? Yeah. They must be the ones who did it. I'm going to fucking hop in my Yugo or whatever shitty little car he was yep. driving. And we just got this big shitbox pickup truck and this little like four banger fucking two door that he's right. driving in the least scintillating car chase I've ever seen ever. on film. He like speeds just ever. He speeds down like a suburban street really fast. And that's like the chase to the nearest like abandoned industrial fucking part. Cause that's right. where every single scene in this movie takes place. Some cost no money to shoot here abandoned industrial right. fucking parking lot or whatever and like seriously they drive down the most suburban of streets <laughs> and then immediately are in this industrial warehouse the fucking akira jumps on the back of the truck mm. while it's fucking moving he ninja kicks through the back window Hell yeah, badass. He, he pulls the fucking passenger out through the back window which is fucking cool as hell like tosses that guy beating him truck up or whatever after beating him up uh, then he like front flips off the truck when it's moving because he can see that the driver's distracted and he's about to drive yeah. into a parked car, which he does, instantly causing everything huge, to explode. Huge just fire. Everything ball. in the frame just explodes. Into, so that guy's fucking dead. He's dead as fuck. Luckily, fucking Akira was able to fucking ninja flip off that thing just in the nick of time. And he's then still he, alive. And then he's like, hey. I should probably go to the hospital and check on my yeah, wife and kids. Where my family is. Because yeah. I've done a terrible job protecting my family throughout this entire film. He gets there. They're like, hey, your kid's still fucked up. Mm-hmm. Your wife's fine, though. Yeah. She's going to be fine. And he's like, well, that's good. Uh, there's looks like of, there's a lot of guilt going around here yeah. to uh, go back to our earlier scene where we learned they have to let go of the guilt. Yeah, he's got young to. Kane who just beat up Corey Feldman in a cut scene and stole his jacket. Is yeah. like, uh, I'm sorry, dad. It's my fault. 
And then the wife is moaning a bunch, and she's like, I'm sorry, it's my fault. And then Akira's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have left you, it's my fault. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Putzes, how about it's the gangsters who are attacking you's fault? Well, Should we put some blame towards the gangsters and maybe get some revenge? Akira starts at any to point realize. in this movie. He's like, good news, they're having one of those Minnesota Vikings mm. prostitute sex boat parties. That's right. That constantly are happening on just yeah. rusted out old shipping boats down in the docks. He's like, I'm going to head down there, mm-hmm. kill everyone. Wearing all black leather right. from head to toe, looking pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So he does that. He goes there. And he goes like, to the yeah. party. There's belly dancers. Fucking Limehouse Willie's there. Uh, he hilariously rolls up on one of those like big utility wooden, spools. Yeah, yeah. spools. It's just like he wraps himself around it and like jackasses himself towards yep. the the boat, and then just like and just pops huzzah out. and beats Wah! up the, the guards outside. It's pretty cool. <laughs> then he's doing some Casey Ryback shit through this boat, just like creeping around, killing bad guys. Oh, I just want to say when he's doing the Casey Ryback shit and he's in the kitchen. He he sneaks up just to cook. This like one bad guy's like looking just for him. He comes out of nowhere and surprise kicks the dude in the forehead. Yeah. And the way that guy sells that forehead kick is amazing. He just two hands to the forehead just like oh, and ask, acting like his passion. brain just got scrambled. Passion, oh, it's good Great shit. Ninja dude. Fighting in here. It's good shit. So eventually he like Sneaks his way into the party out of the shadows yeah. and like comes up behind Limehouse Willie and puts a knife to his cheek. Yeah. And he's whispering him. He's like, uh, you stay away from Saito family. Yeah. I am mysterious ninja. I'm not just that dorky guy in the family. No. Trust me. Yeah. He's getting a lot of just broken English dialogue in this film. This, <laughs> Should have been more of a strong silent type. That's okay. This is where he starts to really fucking laser it in because yeah. he starts giving like the badass comments right. here. Like he's like, he's still doing a little bit of the businessman, like trying to keep that balance. But this is where he's like, if you don't leave my family That's alone, right. you will pray for, for death. death. That's right. We got a title. Yeah. But I'm I'm incredulous here in my notes. I'm writing, are you kidding me? You can't just tell him to stay away. That ship has sailed. This guy's a stone cold killer. You just killed a bunch of his guys. You just put a knife to his. All you're doing is antagonizing him. He's going to come back triple hard on you now. You're fucking putting your family in more danger, you dum-dum. You got this guy dead to right. Slit his fucking throat. He has Slit his to. fucking throat. No, it's the ninja way. He's like, bro, I'm warning you. Immediately I'm after he sneaks you. out, Limehouse Willie is just like, I'll show him. Yeah. Of course that's his reaction. You just got your whole family killed, you dum-dum. Yeah. And his way of showing him is by slitting his own wrist <laughs> this to get admitted into the crazy. hospital. This plan is crazy. Where Akira's family is also. He gets taken in. It's the, the only way into the hospital. Because he's bleeding everywhere. It's the only way, in, <laughs> only way you can get in a hospital. This is a genius fucking plan Limehouse really comes up with. Five minutes after they wheel him in, yeah. they show Akira and his son walk into the hospital because right. it's still visiting hours, apparently. You could, you could just walk into hospitals, as it turns there out. There was this no way thing. to know, Nate. This is a thing. There was no way Do to know. Do a little research, Limehouse, Willie. There was no... You didn't need to gash your whole fucking wrist open. He is a reactionary individual, okay? Fucking full-on just Natalie Portman and heated himself yeah. for no reason. yeah. But he gets admitted. Uh, Show and Kane get kicked out. They're like, visiting hours are over. Take a fucking hike. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie's like, 
hey, uh, nurse, can I get a shot of morphine? I'm having trouble falling asleep because yeah. I cut my entire fucking arm open with a razor blade. Like a oh, maniac, Just really. Just like a maniac. Nurse is like, yeah, no problem. Up, oh, he attacks the nurse, injects him with the morphine Shocking. or whatever, knocks him out, steals his nurse's scrubs, yep. and then is like, now I'm just going to roll around this hospital willy-nilly posing as a guy in scrubs. I'm Dr. Feelgood. Because it would have been possible for me to just show up to the hospital wearing some scrubs and do this without maybe. all the rigmarole maybe I just went it, through. Maybe it could have been. It's hard he to wanted say, to be thorough with it, his yeah. ruse here. Absolutely. So I, I immediately wrote, oh shit, old girl's going to get raped. Yeah, well. Yeah, he shows up at her room. Kills the guards outside. Mm, just straight right. kills them. Karate's the shit. And then drags guys. them away by their hair. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, is he going to be a security creeps guard in, now? Creeps into the room. No, he just creeps dresses, into the room, still, still in the scrubs. the nurse. And he's like, hey, baby. Hey, little baby girl, I got a shot Give her like a you. shot to the temple or something. <sighs> Knocks her out real quick. Yeah. Gags her and then just rips her shirt open and just gets yeah. to the raping. Yeah. Well, he's he like... Beats her in the face a couple times mm-hmm. first. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then once she's good and passed out, you he's don't like, mm. threaten a stone cold killer gangster and then just walk away from him and leave him to his own devices to s- decide how to get revenge on you. Fucking no. dumb show, Kasugi. Yeah. Nice rack on the misses, I'll tell you that much. You it's a shame around. the way we got to s- we had to see him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's it's, putting his leg up on his shoulder and like doing weird like American yeah. psycho poses and yeah. shit. Like it's Limehouse really Willie's getting into the fucking weirdness here. They he never he never uh they, or they don't show full on like penetration no. assault, but it's all implied. And the stuff that's being implied beforehand is very weird. Very weird. Very weird. And then he just takes a little fucking like scalpel and just starts stabbing her. Yeah. Like little rabbit yeah. stabs like he was doing his little like rabbit pew, pew, beating pew. with the yep. fucking tire iron earlier. Yep. So I'm just like, oh shit. She's fucking dead. Yeah. He just killed the shit out of her. So uh, at least she doesn't have to suffer. Now that's the nice. kid's gonna get raped though. He's gonna go fucking little boy. He's oh, gonna that's go right. Creep into yeah. his fucking room, rape and murder him. Uh, fucking ooh, Reeve the Saito family your own. Yeah, ooh, this all backfired on you, you uh, fucking dumb idiot. Yeah, kind of just made him do worse. Yeah, luckily way worse. the security way worse. guards uh, figure it well, out. The cops for once. show up yeah. when he's trying to kill the little kid. So the cops break it up and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do some cop work here for a second. Yeah. Hey, skedaddle, shoo, get out of here. Don't kill that little kid. Limehouse Willie, the most dangerous man in Texas. Yeah, yeah. So it's old uh, it's old main cop that pretty much laughed off Akira mm-hmm. in that first scene mm-hmm. and was right. like, yeah, they got us working in shifts. <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's here again and he's like, oh, Mr. Sato, I feel really bad about what yeah. just mm-hmm. happened. It, what happened was your wife got raped and murdered, by the way. You yeah. Might, you might want to go check out her. Right. Now cold corpse in what used to be her her hospital room. And he does. He does. Yeah. He goes and checks it he's out. He's holding her dead hand and he's like vowing revenge. He tells her, whoever stole your dreams, I will make them pay for it. And I'm like, it was Limehouse Willie, man. That's a the cool gangster line. who you just baited. That's a cool line. Though. And then basically forced to do this, forced him into doing this. Whoever stole your dreams. And maybe it's a little bit I on you. Maybe you should look into the mirror a little bit as well. Well, he's officially... Fucking Atari. Come on, man. He's officially jaded. He yeah. picks up his half-dead kid. He starts calling himself a ninja out loud yeah. here, too. He's yeah. like, I'm going to do some ninja shit is what's going to happen. Yeah, his oldest son's, like, listening in the yeah, doorway. He's like, what? My dad knows about ninja shit? That's pretty what? fucking cool. 
I thought he was that ninja, black ninja from the Also, show. I think he's got a different leather jacket on here. There's like more of just like a standard, just like black, like fucking 80s style. And I'm like, how many leather jackets does this little boy own? I didn't notice, but that'd be pretty yeah, cool. Second man. leather jacket Good for, for fucking short. Good for him. I like this, though. He picks up the half-dead kid. He picks up his alive son, the one that's worth a damn. Yeah. They're walking out. Drags him out of this hospital. <laughs> They're all like, fuck this place. We're out of here. Old cop guy's like, hey, man, like, it's cool. Just stay. Like, we'll take care of yeah. you. He's like, you done nothing. Your five-year-old's you nothing. cartoonish bandages wrapped yeah. around his smash. His head got smashed like a melon. Yeah. Maybe he should still stay here for more medical treatment. He's like, don't worry about it. I know a warehouse I can go hang yeah. out in because 90% of this movie is set in warehouses. I'm going to light some candles and do some ninja shit. He, he My al- kids will be fine. They'll watch each other. I do like, though, we get a cool scene here because he's like, uh, you know, I'm probably going to fuck up the people that did this to my family. And the cop's like, well, you don't want to be taking justice into your own hands. Then he gives him that badass line where he's like, don't stop me, Mr. Policeman. Understand? That's pretty. That's pretty hard. That's pretty cool. We got a necklace deal gone wrong somewhere around yeah. here too. The dirty cops are like showing up to the main gangster guy, trying to like sell the necklace back, or I don't know. Like, they're they're, they're like, doing more things with the necklace. They're like meeting in a restaurant just to be like, I got the necklace. Do you see here? Was this restaurant necklace. also on a boat? This looked like a weird. I think everything's weird, on a boat. Yeah, a, a boat or an abandoned warehouse. Yeah. It was a weird setup for a fucking little restaurant. I'm pretty sure this is just Boston. It's it's all the same shooting locations okay, yeah. as uh, Blown Away. Yeah, just everything. Every all the scouting they did for Blown Away, they decided not to use those places. It all got pushed to pray for death. It's all in this film. So before the shit can go down, yeah. Limehouse Willie shows up and just machine guns the whole the fucking place out of everybody. everybody. Just gets the shit machine yeah. gun out of them. He gets- and then he spits on them all. Mean. Yep. He's a weirdo badass. He gets the necklace. There's some blonde busty babe yeah. and she's like don't kill me and he's like oh baby you're don't safe i'm just killing it, these ghosts i'm fucking a cool guy yeah. Yeah. and then he like machine guns uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just, just for the fucking fun of it her. limehouse willie you're my favorite akira takes his dead kid home and the alive kid and mm-hmm. he's like all right i gotta do my ninja my ninja gang I'm signs prepare, like you said for combat i got my, my beads Fucking uh, doing posing shirtless. Yeah, got some some big fat beads around my my fucking wrists for some reason. He's like, I've been watching a lot of episodes of Forged and Fire during mm, the quarantine. Right. I'm pretty sure I can make my own ninja sword right now. He starts splashing himself with a bucket of water, water. over and over. Oh, I was like, it's what's what's water. this all about? There was steam the coming off here? the water. Some weird shit. He's, He's as like, big uh, of a pervert as Limehouse uh, Willie. Uh, he snaps the beads yeah. all mean at some point. I'm like, oh, these fucking these gang signs are getting more serious. Yeah, he means He's it. He's closer to being a full ninja now. Yeah. He forges a cool ninja sword. Another corny song comes on. Or oh, it's the same one it's from the, the same opening one. credits. Yeah, Back to fucking, the shadows. That's fucking fucking killer, man. Yeah. Just like lots of him shirtless splashing himself with steamy water while sexy Back to the Shadows plays over the sound. That's right. Back to All while he's getting, getting all chubbed up over here. While he's getting himself sexy ninja, sexy ninja ready, his son's in the other room. Yeah, just building like mysterious electronics. Screwdriver and something like yeah. circuits and fucking a Is, box. And did he find his mom's old vibrator? Was he, he fiddling with he's, there? He's MacGyvering the shit out of some stuff here, yeah. and I'm yeah. getting very excited. 
uh, the the half dead kid wakes up and he's like, "I'm not totally dead." Why aren't I in the hospital? Where are yeah. we? What's going on here? I think I've got a pretty good concussion. I should probably not be at home. Dad, we've been in town for like half a week, and a lot of stuff has happened. Where where did you acquire this warehouse we're living in now? His dad's like, I'm busy. I put my shredder helmet on. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, does to, he to to let He's to signify fully that outfitted. I'm doing serious shit. Uh, meanwhile, it's some kind of wait. The bad guys find their hideout right. after this. It's at Pier 34. Right. Jump cut to dudes in cars just trying to run over Kane on his bike. They have a meeting because the bad guys yeah. are like, we know for a fact that Sam Green, that old guy that we killed he had a, also had a warehouse. warehouse somewhere i bet these people are probably living in and it. they are jump cut to yeah i'm just trying to run down kane on his bike and this is where we learn the fucking baddest ass fucking thing ever yeah that thing he was making was a cool smoke screen yeah. for his tiny little bike it's the coolest bike that we've seen he's evading attackers with a smoke screen oh man Oof. i'm gonna man it's All like, right, in this order. It's not pulled off very well. There's, oh, I, there's, there's only a tiny amount of smoke that comes out well, of this Well, it's thing. the third best, and I don't know which is one or which is two, but the top two are the bike from uh, the uh, Uncle Jesse spy movie. Oh, yeah, sure. And the bike from The Wraith. Oh, yeah. I don't know cool, which is... Pretty cool. I don't know which bike's There was the also a too. lot of cool motorcycles and megaforce going on. Those ones where you could, like, pop a wheelie and oh, shoot then, rockets out of the front of them. And they flew a little? Yeah, they flew a little. That's probably like, my number one cool bike. You're right. Yeah. If I had a bike that could fly like that. Man, the, the things we've seen doing this podcast. Oh, every, every bit of that movie just played like the ending credits of Pee Wee Herman. Smokes, the smoke is just a little bit of smoke, so yeah. it doesn't really... It doesn't really uh, obscure him too much no but luckily they just jump out of the car and then he just starts kicking the shit yeah. out of these grown men he's like with tiny little nunchucks he's like good news guys the smoke bomb uh-huh. that i built on this bike is the least of yeah. your concerns because i also built poisonous darts That's and right. nunchucks into this bike little fucking poles that pop out of the yeah. wheels that he's tripping people up with this fucking attack bike is cool as shit yeah this is one of the best parts of the movie right beating here. the hell out of these guys love it meanwhile at some fancy mansion Shredder does a front flip over a big gate right over and just it. starts fucking katana and fucking yeah. bad guy security guards. We're at the main fucking gangster dude's house, obviously. He's going to get the shit killed out of him, obviously. Now, we're establishing pretty quick and pretty heavily mm-hmm. that when Akira is in full ninja garb, that's right. He can jump up an entire story. Jump up and do lots of flips. Lots of flips. Because he's in a big, just like wide open front yard here mm-hmm. in broad daylight. And he's getting shot at from all angles. Yeah. Which isn't very good stealthy ninja no. shit. But luckily, ninja can just, I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. Yeah. He just fucking front rolls through all the fucking bullets. None of them hit him. He's doing some great gymnastics it, here. It takes one, or is that a little later or whatever? Uh, I think maybe a little later. Because here he's just pulling out all sorts of badass weapons. Throwing knives. Yeah. A cool, like, starfish made out of spikes that he throws and, like, stabs the fucking main dude through a fucking door. Oh, he bleeds right, out everywhere. right before that. When he, Smoke bombs. It is when he's in the front yard. When he's getting shot up. Takes a bullet. He blocks all of them except one of them. He takes a bad shot to the thigh. Okay. Ooh, okay. This is, this starts, I thought the thigh wound happened later. No, it this just is gets where it starts. Later. Yeah, this is where it so starts. So yeah, he finds the main gangster, throws a fucking like spiked That's fucking, so fucking starfish, cool. chocolate starfish. Uh, it's... 
it's like what like a just right a through his throat eight inch spike spikes right through the door oh he does this cool move while he's bleeding out where he takes off his shredder mask so that he could see the face of the man who killed him yeah. before he dies fucking cold shokosugi when they do that it's cold when they do that there's a nice close-up of the bad guy stuck mm-hmm. to the door and you can see the spike clearly yeah. going through yeah, his throat and through the door Poor movie good gore shit here. good shit limehouse willie is like i gotta get the fuck out of here let me just find one of the old beater pickup trucks that we drive around in hop in that and fucking tear ass hell yeah he does. Yeah. He, he takes does. off, man. Kira runs after him. Willie's like, What am I doing? This is one guy, and I'm the biggest badass in Texas. I got the necklace. I'm turn around. I got a cool in my pickup big truck. fucking boxy American made pickup truck, and I'm going to run this guy down. Yeah. He tries, but Shokasugi ninjas flips all the way over yes. this fucking moving car. He just runs towards it and jump flips over the entire fucking truck. Not once. It's fucking cool as hell. But twice. Second, he turns around again, tries to fucking run him over. Now he does like a ninja drop down and fucking attaches himself to the yeah. bottom of the truck all stealthy. He's got cool ninja moves. He's just uh, underneath the truck. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it goes from daylight to nighttime right. and they're in the city now. Willie's like, I'm confused. I don't know where he went. Uh, I'm going to do what everybody in this movie does when they don't know what to do. I'm going to drive to some sort of abandoned warehouse somewhere. Yeah. Well, he goes... He goes to find an industrial park somewhere. Goes through the city for like five seconds, yeah. uh, and then a little sightseeing. Yeah. And then we're at we're, we're at, at an abandoned, dilapidated warehouse. Yeah. Again, <laughs> final fight time. It must mean that's what that must fucking mean. Yeah. He drops off the the truck to mm-hmm. just run the final five feet yeah. to where they're going, which is uh, some sort of uh, mannequin warehouse. Yeah. We're just in a room where just mannequins are piled up everywhere just yep ceiling to floor tables under tables propped up against walls mannequins fucking everywhere inside this place he's chasing willie willie's willie's running he's got a lot of cat and mousing he picks up an axe pops out and slashes him with the axe every once in a while then he goes back to hiding amongst the mannequins more bad guys show up akira's killing the bad guys Mm -hmm. fucking uh, willie's killing bad he doesn't care at this point yeah Limehouse Willie's got a fucking he full just, on sling blade. He just like, wants to survive. He's fucking got a that's scythe it. at some point yeah, during this yeah. fucking scene. Yeah, some uh, him, Kaiser Blade, some vulture yeah. called sling blade. These are all just clearly places that they filmed without mm. permits that mm. nobody cared about. Mm, yeah, lawnmower makes blade. For, makes for a pretty cool scene, though, chopping off mannequin heads and shit when they're. Reckon you can make me some biscuits. What, mm, right ma'am? Whatever you take a notion to, I don't aim to put you out none. I wrote at this point, Old Man Limehouse Willie is lasting a really long time up against a trained, unstoppable ninja. Props, yeah. props to him. Yeah. He's really lasting a long time. He straight up just gets a hold of him for a mm-hmm. second and just starts beating the yeah. brakes off of him. And he takes like a just like a shard of wood or something yeah. and stabs it in his leg wound. And yep. he's just like jerking around. Well, back, he's got like that. Making his leg wound. He's got worse. the axe. Uh, Akira cuts the axe in half. So he's just like swinging around mm-hmm. the axe mm-hmm. handle. And that's what he just jams in there. 
He's bleeding fucking everywhere. This is when he starts having flashbacks yeah. to old man wizard being like, you have to let go of your guilt. That's right. Like, what are you talking about? Let go of your guilt. That's gibberish. That means yeah, we nothing. We don't know what the guilt was. Yeah. He's not letting go of anything. He's yeah. he's here for revenge. Yeah. You keep saying let go of your guilt really like that's weird. a real plot point that's going to lead to something. But never explain no, that No, it's, it's word salad. Yeah. You're trying to make it sound profound. Yeah. It doesn't connect whatsoever. That's it's just, it's meaningless. Part of the story clearly it's got it. Completely meaningless. Yeah, it's nothing. I wrote at this point, Limehouse looks like Colonel Troutman's alcoholic brother. Yeah, Limehouse gets a chainsaw here. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Fucking A. Because... They go from being in a mannequin warehouse to being in a sawmill yeah. out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> they're just fucking suddenly there's a conveyor belt and a big fucking saw and gigantic fucking trees that are getting sawed into wood planks. I'm like, is this a mannequin warehouse or is this a sawmill? Where the fuck are we? He's got a, he, he's going after fucking Akira with the chainsaw. Yeah. He, he's almost got him cut with the big yeah. saw. He sets him on the fucking conveyor and he's sending him to the big saw. But Akira, fucking. he's got... One of his one of his ninja stars. Ninja star. Hey, I think he pulls the one off his forehead yeah. to get himself out of this predicament. I think you're right, and then just whoop, right into the stop button. So he's like, "Oh shit, that didn't work." Luckily, there's a chainsaw here. Yeah. Limehouse really turns into fucking Leatherface out of nowhere. Yep. He's just swinging this fucking chainsaw around crazy. Chainsaw on the shit out of fuck. We have a fucking ninja versus chainsaw hillbilly yeah. fight going on in this goddamn movie. It's so cool. It's like a less drug version of that scene in Mandy. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Way less drugged out. Yeah. Uh, so fucking Akira evades the chainsaw, comes back with a bunch of spin kicks. He does. And then he puts Limehouse on the conveyor belt. Now Flips he's the like, script. I'm going to fucking flip the script on you. Now you're going to get your fucking dick sawed in half by this gigantic saw blade, dickhead. Also, that's for raping and killing my wife. Also, I've stabbed your hands and legs into the log you're on. on. crucifies him onto so his conveyor belt. You which got is nowhere cool to go. Fuck. So Limehouse starts praying for his death here. Oh, what he's doing. He's begging to die, but you know, kill me. Akira's kill me. Akira's cold blooded at this point. Yeah. He turns the fucking conveyor belt. Just walk. He doesn't even watch it. He just walks yeah. away. Shows him his All face. His screams. Oh yeah, he does, does show him show his face. face. That same badass move. He says, oh, you, you thought know. you were fighting the shredder? You no, know. it's me, yeah. businessman turned restaurant tour. Bet you weren't expecting yeah. it. You didn't realize it was Guy Fieri under this mm-hmm. mask, motherfucker. Yeah. So he's, we don't get to see him cut in half or whatever, but we hear him no, scream, yeah. I guess. My next bullet point is, who wants to grab some burgers and hit the cemetery? He's uh, got his boys. They're dressed up all nice, right. visiting their mother's grave. Oh, it's a beautiful headstone. She died during this whole predicament. Beautiful headstone. I got it all written down Young here. boy still has his head comically bandaged up yeah. like he's in a fucking cartoon. The mother's headstone? Did you catch it? Wait, wait, what, what's, what's, what do they got going on here? Uh, Aiko Saito? I go, I go on the... 1955? Giacomo Fina. 1985. It was just a little, like, a four by four. It's, you know, they spent a lot of money uh, fighting off the criminal underworld. They can only afford so much. All their money's tied up in Akira's Japanese restaurant. Which is why the kids are like, "Uh, things didn't work out well in America, did they, Dad? I guess we'll probably be moving back to Japan now where everything used to be great for us. No, children. This is what What? your mother wanted. What do you mean? No. We shall remain Dad, sad no. Americans. 
I thought that was yeah. going to be it right there when he nope. was like, we're just sad Americans. Cop guy shows up. He's like, I got a little bit more to, to do here before we roll credits. Uh, I want you to know that all those guys got killed by a, probably a ninja. I want you to know that you're probably the ninja, and I know yep. that you're the ninja. But in order to prove it, I'd have to do some police work, which we've established I hate doing. Yeah. Instead, here's your cool ninja star that I found on the scene. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. How about you just don't do any more ninja massacres here in Houston, and we'll call it even. I like that you spelled it out in a really clean fashion because uh-huh. this scene no, it took did like not, yeah. six or seven minutes. About, yeah, way too just long like to get vague there. banter back yeah. and forth, and I'm like, the movie's over. Yeah. Why aren't the credits rolling? You the keep mo- talking about stuff. The, the mother's six feet in the ground. We're at the cemetery. The movie's over. There's no such thing as ninjas, right? Right, Akira? And then it, yeah, and then he's just like, seriously, though, stay the fuck out of yeah. our business. Cue Asian-sounding stereotypical music, and finally the end credits are rolling. Yeah. We've, we've written, gotten to the end of Pray for Death. Written by James Booth. He did a great job. <laughs> Matt, let's take a break. Okay. Let's uh, listen to some coming attractions. See what's coming up in February. Oh. And then after we come back, Pray for Death will enter Judgment Day. Now, you ready? No, one way to find out. The perfect summer movie has arrived. You okay? Fine, okay. Tatum and Fox make a perfect team. Shoot him! No, don't shoot him! Shoot him! It's leap out of your seat. Relentlessly entertaining fun. That's President Sawyer. He has a rocket launcher. There's something you don't see every day. This is what going to the movie should be. That's what I'm talking about. White House down. Rated PG-13. A woman murdered in the White House is a matter of national security. He's investigating a homicide. Anyone know what she was doing here so late? You're not cleared. Where power is prevalent. What would it take for me to see all the surveillance tapes from that night? Just an act of Congress. And corruption can be murder. The president is about to become an official suspect. These people can make us disappear. Wesley Snipes, Diane Lane, Murder at 1600. Tonight, 9, 8 central on Bounce TV Our Way. Back in the uh, olden days, a time. Back in the high again. Again. Uh, time called the early nineties. Oh, yeah. There, I'm you, familiar. There was a. I used to watch. There was a Saturday morning show. Mm-hmm. I think it was right before Ahmad Rashad's Inside the NBA. Oh, fucking. And it was, uh, Wait, at, is that what that show was called? I thought it had like a hipper name than that. I think it was just. I remember watching that show a lot though. Blew my mind. I didn't really know Ahmad Rashad. It was always said as like one word. Yeah. Blew my mind when I finally learned that That Felicia Rashad and Ahmad Rashad were a married couple. I was like, oh, Ahmad Rashad isn't one word. It's Ahmad Space Rashad. I get it now. He was fucking Heathcliff Heathcliff Huxtable's wife. Yeah. That was like peak fucking Claire Huxtable. She was looking good back then. They had this music video show though before that. Yeah. And I I didn't remember watching that too. I didn't have MTV. Remember watching that? So too. like it was my only this way. This is like to find after out. cartoons were right. over, but like yep, you didn't have anywhere yeah. to go. So like it's yeah. like oh, I guess I'll sit through this shit. I would watch it, and I remember fucking the Sweet Valley High Twins shows even over. And now I'm just into Inside the NBA. They'd play that fucking Life Is a Highway video. Oh, man, Ugh. that song fucking sucks, bro. Such, such a Canadian song. They're like, like he's got the stink of Canada all yeah. over it. That song. They're like, he's cool though. He's like this Canadian. Guy's, this guy's not a John Cougar. Melon there's something Camp. not American about this guy. Yeah. I can tell. Like, 
at first glance, he seems like a normal, cool rocker guy, but there's just something lamer about him. I yeah. Can't, is he Canadian? Is he Canadian? Why does he kind of look like Philip Seymour Hoffman? That's not very yeah. cool. Mm, something. Oh, he's here. Canadian. Fucking Canadians. Matt, we're burning the midnight oil here. Uh, yeah, yeah, midnight oil. That was another one. How do we sleep when the beds are... Get into this judgment oh, so day before we get to a whole new day, and then we just, it's just we turn into pumpkins, it's I think. Day, the, yes, the clock is. turns over. Uh, judgment day, Matt, is yeah. when we go out to the internet, the, the yeah. internet where all the scumbags uh, get together. We see what you, the people, had to say about mm. the film that we've been watching. I find a couple of one Ninja Star reviews. Ooh. find a couple of five Ninja Star reviews. You got to. And then we read them. We think about them. And then we give the one true rating and reviews, the, the ours, right. the, ones, the ones that matter. The reason you all come here. here Idiots. To say. Matt, my first one yeah. Ninja Star review, it makes me mad. Reading it made me mad. Huh. But I, I'm including it because it came from an IMDb user with a cool fucking name. We appreciate that. Dangerous Lee Handsome. That's... That's three words. That's the thing. Dangerous Lee, Lee Handsome. Yeah, that's good. Solid gimmick. That's good. He says, This movie came out sometime in the 80s. Correct. So for obvious reasons, the fight scenes look crappy. Wrong. Well, we live in the Matrix age now, where every oh. movie since then has to resemble it or copy it somehow. Oh. This movie could have used some Matrixing. Uh. Okay, I know this movie came out in 1985 way before the matrix uh, but seeing this movie again just makes me want to break out in laughter and i did i laughed my ass off because not only was the fighting bad but the acting and the story were also unbearable the kids in the movie are terrible and look at the awful ninja costume shokusugi wears at the end excuse me and if you don't agree that this movie sucks you got problems one ninja star from Dangerous Lee Handsome. I need a pair of brothers from the Midwest that are going to turn themselves into women years later and some weird milky white twins in hey. my movie Ooh. for it to be cool. That does sound cool. Yeah. Where can I see some of them? Matrix. This next one bullet review is uh, one ninja star review from a letterbox user named Ben T. I don't remember what Ben T had to say, so oh, that's new Dan, to me too. That's Italian for new 20. He says... Our hero Akira is a very average ninja at best. A doughy 50-year-old wow. Chicagoan really gets the best of him on most occasions. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, fuck you. Like, Physically we're pretty tough and out here, tactically, bro. you know what? He's actually a pretty terrible ninja. His family basically gets comically tortured for an hour and does little to nothing to stop it. He tries to warn them. I added this one. I agree with a lot of what he has to say. Uh, he goes on to say, I have heard many movies be described as a love letter to this or that. Okay. This may be the first movie that is a hate letter. I can't decide if it is a hate letter to <laughs> Chicago or just America in general. What's this apparently, guy got against Chicago? Chicago so he thinks much. we're in Chicago oh, okay. through this movie, apparently, I think. The mom wants to move from her picture-perfect life in Japan, and when she gets her wish, her family endures horrific torture from day fucking one. 
There is a scene where bullies are trying to steal the kid's one bike, and while the seven-year-old is fighting them, the younger one gets kidnapped by goons. Mm, Anytime this family leaves their house, tragedy inevitably befalls them. At the end of the movie, when Akira tells his kids they are staying in America, it seems like it is almost out of spite. Yeah. Like, I'll show that, bitch. Make me leave Japan? I'm going to continue to raise your kids in this hellhole just like you wanted, stupid bitch. In closing, this movie blows. It takes itself so dreadfully seriously that it doesn't even drift into so bad it's good territory. One ninja star from Letterboxd user Ben T. I mean, there's a lot he's not wrong about. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of what he's saying, but blows? I don't think this movie blows. Yeah, that's a little strong. It's a bit much. Speaking of which, there's some people who loved this fucking movie. All right. And the first five-star review I have is from an IMDb user named Myers62084. Myers says, The song isn't called Back from the Shadows. Oh, It my is mistake. called Back to the Shadows. Yeah, that's what I said. And it is sung by Peggy Abernathy. That's what I said, bro. It clearly states that in the credits of the movie if you watch them. I thought the movie was good. Then again, I am a ninja fanatic. I thought he was going to tell us he was a ninja. Anyway, has good fight scenes, and I thought it had a good summary. I would recommend that if you are a Shokasugi fan that you watch this movie. I would also like to see this released on DVD, along with Enter the Ninja and Ninja 3. Ooh. I would like to know where I can find this song, Back to the Shadows. Shokusugi is an awesome actor. This is from 2006, so maybe a little early. Shokusugi is an awesome actor, and I can't wait for the new ninja movie, Return of the Ninja, to come out. Only a ninja can stop a ninja. Ooh. Five ninja stars. Mm -hmm. Right? User Myers62084, who I hope is enjoying the new Blu-ray of this and the fact that Spotify or whatever, maybe YouTube probably has Back to the Shadows out there. And I have it. Probably listening to it on repeat. I have it written in my notes, Back to the to the show. Oh, yes. I didn't fuck it up. Well, why was he so mad at you then, I I wonder? What a dick. He is. My final five Ninja star review is, uh, I went a little bit left field here. This one is not from somebody on the internet. This one was published uh, back in the day. This is from the Dallas Observer, a legit oh. publication. This review is published on 5-16-1996. 5-16-1996? a little film reviewer of the name Joe Bob Briggs. Oh! Joe Bob says. He did this four days after my birthday. Joe Kasugi is the best kung fu man since Bruce Lee. Forget Jackie Chan. Forget Jet Li. Forget Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. He just spelled all the fake Bruce Lees. Yeah. Popped up everywhere. It's no wonder that they're giving Hong Kong back to the commies. They haven't turned out a (laughs) world-class thwacker since 1974. Damn right. Bruce's head blew up. Pray for Death, which I discovered in France in the 1980s, is the first movie ever made about a Japahino ninja who joins a neighborhood improvement group. (laughs) Welcome to Marwin crashes into the limits of Hollywood's imagination. All show wants to do is take his little Japahino wife to Houston, buy an old house, lay a little bathroom tile, replace some wood shingles, and yep. play some frisbee with his Yokohama young guns. That's right. Unfortunately, there's this mushmouth mobster named Limehouse that gets his jollies out of pouring gasoline on people and saying, Hey, how about a Viking funeral? Yeah. And he decides a Japahino family would be just the right people to take the blame for some missing California nose candy. 
So first he kidnaps Show's little kid. Then he gets two Cro-Magnon men in a pickup to run over the other kid and yep. Show's wife. And then he sneaks into Show's wife's hospital room, fiddles around with her life support equipment, and goes, whoops. Pretty soon we got one PO'd ninja in a business suit. Unfortunately, we also got some communist censorship going on here. The version I saw over in France is not the one that was released in the United States. What? The guys on the National Censor Board decided to pray for death needed an X rating for violence. And so that meant they couldn't advertise in the newspaper. And so that meant they had to go back and take out some of the scenes where Limehouse burns up an old man. What? And the scenes where Show's wife gets her plug pulled. What? Thankfully, that uh, Arrow Blu-ray put that stuff back in it. Later on Wait, here. you saw that? Oh, yeah, all that stuff. I didn't see it. none of that. Oh, 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 fuck, yeah, that shit's all. Oh, like, Jesus. You must have seen that uh, censored version. They've been doing stuff like this ever since some mommies complained about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Scum a few years back. Good thing we got show in charge, though, because he rises above the scissors and turns this into Enter the Dragon, Death Wish, and Halloween all rolled into one flick. Back when I first had the pleasure of Pray for Death went immediately to numero uno on the JBB Best of 86 list, surpassing the previous best horror flick, A Chorus Line. Oh. Drive-in totals. 48 dead bodies, 17 before the opening credits, two breasts, nine gallons of blood, 98 on the vomit meter, 84 in the censored version, chest carving, wrist slashing, six kung fu brawls, motorcycle chase, kung fu, ninjutsu fu, kid fu, hypodermic fu, axe fu, chainsaw fu, lumber mill fu, crowbar fu, big wheel fu, gasoline and a Bic lighter fu, Shinto temple temple rigmarole about fire and sword and death and profits, gratuitous mall shopping, gratuitous Batman, two exploding cars. Ooh. Drive-In Academy Award nominations go to James Booth, who wrote this sucker and also played Limehouse. A guy so mean, he says, I'm going to burn you, kid, like a Roman candle. That's right. Show the master who keeps saying, I'm sorry, my fault. So sorry. So sorry. Kane and Shane Kosugi shows kids for excellent midget foo. And Gordon Hessler, the director, for his best flick since Scream and Scream Again. Five stars from Joe Bob Briggs, who says, check it out. Check it out. Uh, Matt, you got a ninja star rating. You got final thoughts. Sum up this film for us. I'm upset I, that I got the fucking bullshit edited oh, version, man. Yeah, we should have. I want to see an old man get burned alive. Should have passed that Blu-ray to you yeah. after I watched it this morning. Mm. But whatever, Salem Mayard. I was talking about the old man Sam getting burned alive, right? Oh yeah, Sam gets just burnt to death. Just for burnt. Sure. Well, he's dead already, and then he just gets burnt. Right? It's, it's probably, it seems like it's more graphic than what you saw. There's, okay, there's... yeah, it sounds like it is. I might have missed some things. I don't mind, though. This, to me... Saw that chainsaw fight. This story is what I wanted Ninja 2 to be. Mm, okay. Ninja 2 yeah. had too much mystical bullshit in it. it yes! Mystical bullshit. This movie had the whole letting go of your past whatever oh, yeah. that never really paid out. Forget the past, Matt! And that's okay, because... I don't want it to pay out. I don't got time for that. Mm. Keep it in that 90 okay. minutes like yeah. we like it. It was good enough. Two minutes. Simple revenge flick. They did bad shit to his people. He's got to fuck up their people. Nate, I enjoyed this he film. Does. I got to give it a solid three ninja stars. Three ninja stars is a solid rating for this film. This exploitation trash. Matt, when I first saw this movie uh, a few years ago, mm-hmm. I decided that I must have been pretty drunk. 
That doesn't sound like being either one. A lot of fun all the way through. And in retrospect, really what I was remembering is just the kids tricked out ninja bike and the chainsaw fight. I mean, that sounds like. That was like like the entire movie in my memory. Yeah. There's actually a lot of this movie that's boring, so I had to bump down my uh, initial Ninja Star rating quite a bit. This is like 90% boredom, 10% awesome, but that 10% that's awesome is super fucking awesome. Super bloody, fucking over-the-top, crazy shit. I'm a little bit under you, I think. I'm going two and a half Ninja Stars for Pray for Death, which is a full one Ninja Star under my initial rating. I had given it three and a half Ninja Stars on Letterboxd at some point years ago. A little bit down on second viewing, yeah. but still a lot of fun. Still recommend it. If you're watching these 80s fucking low-budget movies, you know there's talky scenes you're going to be sitting through. Yeah. You're probably hungover when you're watching these things anyways. And Give we, you a minute to snooze. And we grade accordingly. You need to understand that. Oh, yeah. When it's just 80s schlock like this, if we're giving it two and a half or three, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that means it's a pretty fucking solid 80s schlock 100%. film. 100%. Yeah, 100 You need to be watching these folks. Babylon Blow says, check it out. God damn right we do. Matt, we got Lincoln's birthday coming up. We got fucking Washington's birthday coming up. We're finally watching Hamilton. We got a new president in the White House. Did you hear what Joe Biden did this morning? Alexander Hamilton. His dogs moved in. We got dogs in the White House again, Matt. It's like we're back living in America. Who let the dogs in? Who? Biden. 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 Uh, Whatever. The point is, we're spending all February fucking celebrating the U.S. of A., fucking celebrating the office of the presidency in particular. It's going to be our ass-kicker-in-chief month. We're watching all movies about shit going down at the White House and fucking badass fucking presidents kicking fucking ass. Yeah. Starting, I think, with a first-time baby oil blow guy next week. Who's that? Get to wear, wear something stretchy in the crotchal area, because sexy-ass Channing Tatum's going to be on our fucking docket. Oh! White House Down. Man. Right here on the fucking Action Movie Podcast. Hey, you ladies. Calm it down Watch out it. there for a Show month long of Hail to the Queef <laughs> with baby oil and blow. And remember, stay single. It's a long road. When you're on your own And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart And every new town just seems to bring you down Trying to find peace of mind can break your heart Play.